within the pages of a mystical storybook, a tapestry of ever-changing tales unfolds. Welcome to the Chronicles of the Damned, a captivating series that weaves together realms of unimaginable wonders and haunting mysteries. Venture into a world where the very fabric of reality is in flux, where heroes and heroines navigate shifting landscapes and face new perils with each turning of the page. From the darkest corners of horror to the realms of high fantasy, each trilogy of episodes reveals a different theme, crafting a unique narrative tapestry. Discover the secrets of ancient civilizations, eldritch powers that defy comprehension, and the harrowing depths of the human psyche. Traverse enchanted forests where legends come alive and mythical creatures roam. Ascend towering citadels where power and politics shape the fate of nations. Plunge into the depths of unexplored abysses where the mysteries of the cosmos await your discovery. With every triad of tales, a new chapter unfurls, inviting you to embark on a fresh adventure. Each theme, distinct and captivating, will transport you to a world beyond imagination, where magic and danger entwine. Will you delve into the depths of untold secrets, or ascend to the heights of heroic legend? The choice is yours as you immerse yourself into the boundless possibilities of this ever-evolving storybook. Welcome to Chronicles of the Damned. In the realm of ever-changing tales, welcome to the Chronicles of the Damned. With each session, a new chapter unfolds, revealing wonders and dangers unimagined. Embrace the journey, for heroes will rise, destinies will be written, and the storybook will come alive before your very eyes. Prepare to be enchanted as we venture forth into a world where the imagination knows no bounds. I am your story reaver. Let the story begin. But first, we have a very, very special announcement that we want to make you guys aware of. So for that, we will turn it over to our normal GM, Caleb, before we begin tonight's story. Hello, everybody. I am glad to be back. Um, I took a much-needed time off um, to continue writing for campaign two to bring you guys an amazing story we cannot wait for that one of the other things that there was actually a few things that happened while we were while i had time off and that is the announcements that we're going to share so the first announcement is the announcement of our publishing company raven's quill press um, we are so excited to create this company. This company will be used to publish materials that work alongside with our second announcement, um, which I will get to in a minute. But Raven's Quill Press is currently going to be utilized to publish our own content. However, in the future, we are looking forward to and we can't wait to help publish other people's content as well. So we are so excited to have Raven's Quill Press. Um, as for the second announcement, you may have seen that we have been playing things a little bit differently lately from the end of campaign two, uh, campaign one up till now. 
that is because we have been laboring over the past year on a brand new system. And we are happy to announce that the system is complete. Magi Mysterium or Magum is a unique gaming system that seamlessly blends skill-based development with dice-driven chance. Here, your armor isn't just steel, it's your skill. Your power isn't merely your spellbook, it's your mastery over the forces that shape the universe. We are happy to announce that the Kickstarter for Magi Mysterium will begin November 1st. That Kickstarter, once it is live, we will go through what the Kickstarter entails, what the money will be used for, and things like that. But keep an eye out. November 1st, we will be throwing the Kickstarter up live. We are all super excited. Ethan and I have been toiling over this system. Obviously, we have been using it throughout the end of last campaign through this whole series, and we will continue to use it all the way down the line unless we come up with another new system, which would be great. Um, but we are so excited to be able to bring our system to everybody. Uh, we are currently working on getting proofs of the book for our system, um, which will be called Magi Mysterium Lore and Legacy. And once we get those proofs, we will go ahead and show you the proof copies, show you what you will get in the Kickstarter, uh, reveal what the Kickstarter money will be used for. But yeah, we are super, super, super excited. This has been something that we've been working on for a while. Um, so again, we're super grateful to have this opportunity. We cannot wait for you to enjoy the system as much as we have. Um, and then I just want to make a note, the music that we have used at the countdown and the music that will be used at the break is from Critical Role. Uh, we want to thank them for allowing us to use their music. You can find their, their albums, all of their albums, including, uh, I believe now they have released their stuff for their new system, their albums for that. You can find those on Spotify, Apple music, wherever you get your music. Um, but yeah, so thank you critical role for allowing us to use your music. Uh, I wish we could make our own music, but nobody here is that musically inclined. Um, so, but yeah, that's it for my announcements, Ethan. Okay. Where last we left off, three of the three members of our current party solved the mystery that took place nearly 200 years ago uh, in France. Um, they were scouring the mansion, trying to find clues, and through some broken visions, um, a foul-smelling... Uh, odor, um, they were able to discover that the Count wasn't all that they cracked up to be. And instead, uh, they found themselves after telling him that they no longer wanted to play the game, found themselves disappearing from France and Elliot finding themselves 
in what appears to be a far off, the far off future. Or is it? But during this time, Caleb has been going back and forth, been looking at different books, trying to study up for the new system, garnering ideas, um, and maybe get some inspiration for campaign two. When he hears a loud thud coming from downstairs. Being an actually cur curious man about what's going on in his own household, he goes downstairs to find a one of the books had fallen out of his bookshelf. The book begins to make a noise, which, Caleb, you look at this book, this book has never been known to make noise in any way, shape, or form. And as you grab the book off the floor and flip it, you realize too little too late that the cover on the front of this book is all too familiar as you open the book or as the book actually opens and you find yourself getting pulled into the book. And as you are going through, you actually see different faces. You see Chris's face flash by. You see Kara's face flash by. You see Elliot flash by. You see Ben, Pam. You see different faces flash by, followed by a very familiar, well, would be familiar to the others, is not familiar to you. A clock with two hands spinning. But unlike this time, the clocks are not spinning one direction. The smaller hand is spinning one way, and the big hand is spinning in the other way. And it, and it's moving towards you. You can either choose to touch the clock, and hopefully stop the spinning hands? Or do you leave it and just let it tire itself out? I think you're muted. I will touch it. Okay. You reach out and you, you reach out and you touch the clock and the hands stop. One stops. The, the smaller hand stops just after the four. And the big one stops just after 10. As you find yourself poof, getting flown up from the ground, and Elliot, you kind of turn over because you hear a loud pop, poof, and you see what you think at first is just a random shape, but then you realize it's Caleb flipping out of the ground, doing three front flips before... Caleb, make a broad check. Uh, you said that the big hand was 10 and the little hand was 4? Yes. So, 10, 20? It was just after the 4 and just after the 10. Yes. Uh, you said broad. I definitely scream when he comes out of the door. <sighs> I mean, uh, the ground. Broad is a... Let's see. That is a six out of eight. Okay. As you get flung out of the ground, your body, you manage to do two acrobatic front flips and you land poof, nearly perfect. You kind of bend the Super knees a little bit, pose. but you do like almost like a gymnastic pose at the end of it. Like, ah, um, and you turn around just to kind of get a, a view of your surroundings and you see Elliot, not probably 10 feet behind you. Ah, jeez. Where the hell did you come from? 
the ground, I think. Well, yeah, but what, what, how the hell did you get here? Um, there was a talking book, and I opened it. I almost shot it, but I decided to open it, and now I'm here, I guess. Well, you're probably going to be stuck here for a while. Where is here? Look around. And as you, look, as you guys look around, you hear another... And you see coming out of the side of a nearby cliff, you see Chris... Ah! Come spewing out. Just... Boop. Chris, make a brawn check for me. I yell again. I shoot him. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, this is not gonna end well. Four out of ten. Oof. You can roll and unlike and unlike Caleb, you you kind of like, land you kinda of land a little bit rough, oh. like on your on your chest a little bit, and you kinda of do one of those like forward like cartoonish slides where you slide for like five feet with your feet almost touching the back of your head before you come to a sliding stop, not Two feet away from Elliot's feet. Back pain. You okay? My my old back feels that. I'm gonna Ugh. help him up. Uh, nope, I'm just gonna nope. walk on, on your feet. I don't want to move. <laughs> You're gonna have I'll go. I'll go pat him on the back and get him. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> and then finally, you hear yeah, where'd you come from? Are we? Am I gonna have to do this every time? Nope. As <laughs> soon as you, as soon as you go to explain, you hear a you hear a, and you hear another pop. This time, Caleb, you're like, what the heck is going on? You look up. Here comes Ben, literally flying towards your face, coming hey, from the. Side. I'm moving out of the way and letting him. I'm moving face I'm first moving. on the ground. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm letting. Make a broad check. Yeah, brawn check. You said. Yep. Um, I just want to put something sharp down. What? Fucker. <laughs> just you me. Ah, uh, damn it! What you get? Did you get worked. Pam, Pam cursed him. Killer. Three out of eight. Oh, did you say you're gonna kill your wife? No. Oh, let Damn. me send a message really quick. Full on belly flop, like on the ground, like as I go sure, down. Oh, sorry. Uh, pretty sure you make like a like a two inch dent into the earth as you land. You trying to say something there? Yes. You're no, because you're falling. Because you're falling. You fell from about 20, 25 feet up in the air. Uh, I'm going down. I'm just yelling. Fuck! I look up. I see kill. Where the Fuck you, Ben! Oh, help me up! I'm just gonna stare at you. Okay, I'll help him up. <laughs> Thank you, Elliot. Oh, oh, I get up and I kind of pat myself down. I'm like, oh, don't worry, I'm okay, you fucker. Where the fuck are we? Where's my wife? I have no idea. Can oh, someone... yeah, that's a good question. <sighs> What the fuck? Are we still in France? This does not France. look like France. I don't know. You never know these days. Ugh. I look here. Where the fuck have you been? 
been house writing and working. What do you mean, where have I been? You weren't in France? 18th, uh, fucking 19th century France? Why would I be in 19th century France? We live in 21st century Kentucky. Well, somehow, as you can see from my attire, uh, we've been, we, the rest of us have been in France. Ben, when you say look at your attire, like Caleb looks at you, you're wearing what you are currently wearing right now. What the? I look, guys, Chris, was I, were we not, were we not wearing appropriate attire for the time we were at? Chris and Elliot, you guys, you guys notice the same thing. The clothes you guys are currently wearing is, you guys are no longer in your, 19th century French clothes. You guys are wearing what you are wearing right now. Good uh, thing we're not in, in 18th century France. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> love yeah. is natural. They they won't like that one. Uh, tell me about it. All right. Okay. Um. Well, let's try and figure out where we are. If let's find my wife. Let's find my wife. Yeah, we haven't seen her at all. Yeah, where is Kara? What the hell? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. All right, let's find. Let's just find where we are first, and then we'll go from there. I'll say one me, thing: my nose isn't working as good up. as it was in France. Uh, I mean, ugh, all right. I, I want to. Yeah, I want to. No. I want to look around and see if I can figure out where or when we are. Um, um, by by their speaking, I can assume that they have been time traveling. So, yep. Uh, go ahead, and I'll have all of you guys make observation checks at this point. Since you guys Ooh. are now, whether you guys are trying to discern your surroundings, or in the case of like Ben and Chris, you guys are trying to figure out where Kara and Pam are at. Um, uh, but I will say, um, uh, Elliot and uh, Caleb. My name's, for, my name's Caleb. Yep. I was going to call you GM, but I realized that's me. So, that's uh, but, uh, but for you guys, you guys are actively either trying to find out what's going on or, and so you guys are trying to look more uh, surroundings. So from the top, Ben. Uh, I rolled a four out of four. I have legendary in observation. Okay. Um, Caleb. Wish. Three out of eight. Okay. Uh, Chris. Eight out of eight. Okay. Uh, Elliot. Three out of eight. Oof. Okay. Uh, um, the, the two people trying to figure out where we are have no fucking idea. <laughs> you, you guys, um, for Caleb and for Elliot, you guys are looking around. Uh, you guys realize you guys are kind of in the in a valley between two big hills they're not mountainous but they're very large hills you get the sense that even though you guys can't tell where you where or when you guys are at you do get the sense that if you guys make the climb up one of these hills um while it would take you some time you guys would probably be able to discern um your location or your time period from either one of these two hills um for ben when you made the time jump from France to wherever you guys are at now, you were able to kind of see flashes as well 
Um, but they still didn't come into full fruition. Um, and even though you were the last one coming out of the portal between time, you get the sense that if Pam and car and or Pam was coming, she would have been here by now or would have came through with Caleb taking a nap for, for Chris. You, however, becoming the second person to show up uh, also get the sense that if by this point, if Kara hasn't shown up, Kara's not coming. Kara is in this, in a sense of the word, lost in the pages of time. And you don't know if she got out of the book or if she's in another part of the book. You don't know for sure. You just know, you just got like a gut feeling that she's probably not going to come in this part of the story. And I wouldn't know if she's safe or not, would I? No. Yep, that's going to piss me off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm um, a husband who's very protective of his wife. That's good. But, and sorry, in this case, I couldn't tell you. Sounds uh, okay. I know a demon that will be willing to give me no. information after a few torture. No prayers, please. Okay. <laughs> okay, so as of right now, you guys are still in, these, in this kind of dark lit valley. Um, I will say in your surroundings, the sun is not directly above your current position. You get the okay, sense so of the shadows. it's not noon yet. Nope. The shadow is casting. Uh, Caleb, if Caleb, if like get the sense from where you guys are standing, the sun hasn't passed over you yet, and it hasn't um, come at the most high peak of it all. Oh, we. Oh, there we go. I dropped. So you get the sense. Uh, I will say, and Elliot too. You get the sense that it is still somewhat morningish. Okay. Um, can we kind of walk towards the sun and see if we can see anything besides the hills and valleys? Uh, you can. The Where you get the sense of the sun, it is not quite fully behind the hill. Um, if you guys were to follow almost indirectly line with the sun, you could probably get a good reach of where you guys are at in about 30 minutes think we should do that yeah let's do that yeah all right let's get let's get going i want to know where we're at okay i'll lead the way my okay. my prime military navigation skills uh-huh okay. i just roll my eyes i'm okay. probably lagging in the back okay so caleb's leading elliot's in the back ben chris where you guys are at in the pecking order i'm i'm behind caleb yeah okay. i'd probably be in front of elliot as always i'm more curious of where Someone's got to make sure. Okay. Uh, you guys walk. And as you guys come start to come out of the valley, the temperature does begin to rise uh, a little bit. Um, not overly uncomfortable, but just nice and warm. Instead of kind of a cooler, uh, you know, kind of, it was like kind of mid-60s in the valley. Your guys are approaching kind of 70 like spring 72-ish degrees as you guys are coming out of the valley. You guys are walking for about 20 to 25 minutes when you guys can hear a very audible coming from directly in front of you. 
shit. Um, I, I want to hit, hit. I want to hit the deck immediately. Yeah, I go down too. Uh, um, I'll follow. Okay. Is that as a soon as all of you guys hit the deck, you hear <laughs> and coming cresting over the hill in front of you, making a lap. You see a a spaceship kind of floating through the air as it kind of pivots around. You get the sense that this is a very small craft patrol ship, probably just making rounds. And as soon as you guys kind of peek around and follow the ship's trajectory, it disappears back on the other side of the hill. But And then you can hear the descending as it disappears on the, as on the other side of the hill. Dude, what is that? France, no more. That's a spaceship. Oh, Bullshit. My I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of get up and brush myself off and I want to try and peer in the direction that the ship came from. Sure. You guys um you guys kind of crest the hill and you look down and before your very eyes you see a spaceport. You see ships docking you see that small like you see you can actually kind of look around at this very open spaceport you can actually see the exact ship that just landed and uh and you see a a human male get out of the ship and and take off his helmet or after he had taken off his helmet he reports to his command officer and then leaves or on the space dock you see ships speeders of all shapes and sizes ranging from small one-man fighters to galactic cruisers parked at this spacecraft. You see at the very base of the hill that you guys are standing on four very large crates standing vertically straight up um, like they had come from somewhere or they had been dropped from something. Dude. Are they, how the far fuck? are they from us? Uh, about 30 feet downhill. Are, is there anybody near the crates? No. Okay. Uh, uh, dude, uh, dude, what the fuck are, is this? Are we at Disney? Disney? Yeah, like what? Star Wars land. Bullshit, this is not Star Wars. Yeah, th- it looks a little bit different. I don't know. And listen, it's obvious we're somewhere where we don't fit in right now, so... Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm in my pajamas. So am I. I I don't know how they'll feel about this stuff in the future, but well, um, I'm sure they're more enlightened. But still, let there's crates down there. Let's go check the crates and see if we can find anything to put on. So we're just stealing now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe it's there for us to find, like that weird shop earlier. You know what? I'm just stop questioning it. Come on, Chris. Let's let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go lead the way down to the crates. Okay. Um, as you guys make your way to the crates, I want you guys to make not one but two observation checks for everybody. Two and four. Okay. Okay. Okay, uh, Ben. Uh, so the first one was a two out of four. Okay. And the second one was a four out of four. Okay. Caleb. 
first one was an eight out of eight, and the second okay. one was a two out of eight. Okay. Uh, Chris? First one was a two out of eight. Second one was three out of eight. Oof. Okay. I am focused on trying to find a demon. And Elliot? My first one was a crit fail. Okay. And my second one was a seven out of eight. Okay. So for the first check, or for any one of your checks, would be as soon as you guys reach the crates, you do one of you uh, looks up. Uh, I will say uh, Ben looks up, and at this point you can see um, you can see that there is a pathway leading straight up into the spaceport itself. However, when you guys reach the crates, Ben, you notice yours first. Followed mm -hmm. very close. I mean, you and Caleb simultaneously notice it at the same time. On top of the crates themselves are letters, both markered and then etched into it. Caleb, the crate that you approach has CW written on it. Ben, yours has BE written on it. And as you guys, as the both of you look at the other crates, there's one that has EL on one and CC on the other one. Hmm. This is odd. Are these our initials? Uh, BE are my initials. Yeah, EL's me. Chris, yeah. those are yours, right? Yeah, they just forgot the J in the middle. Eh. Well, if they're gonna be casual about yeah, it, Ethan, it sounded it sounded like you. I thought it sounded like you said CW for me. Oh, my bad. I meant CF. My bad. I must have. I must have cut out. Uh, but yes, yours has CF okay. written on it. So yeah, these are our. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna open it. Okay, you open up yours. And you go to, like, touch the sides of, like, or look for any sort of latch on it. But as soon as you put your hand on it, you hear a... Identity confirmed. As it opens up, and inside, you see... You see four, like, different boxes of ranging sizes. And then a bigger box in the corner of the crate. This crate is about you get the sense eight feet long by four feet wide. And that's roughly the size of everybody's crate. Oh, that's badass. Okay. I want to open the smallest box first. You go to touch the smallest box and it, as it, and you're holding a pistol in your hand. And you look does on it, the side. Does it look like a modern pistol that we're used to or... It is Something futuristic. A, a bit futuristic. Uh, the first thing you notice, it is considerably a little bit heavier than most pistols that you are that pistols that you are used to. Uh, you look on the side of it and you see um, a you see twelve green dots on the side. Um, and you look down, you see no clip. Um, you look down the sights and you see that the sights automatically adjust to your own eyesight. So whatever you're looking down you can see exactly where you're looking through. It so automatically I'm gonna, adjusts. I'm going to do just a just a quick little uh, 
flare with the gun, try and figure out where all the buttons are, how to rack the gun. Uh, I'm assuming that I'm assuming by looking at it, I can know that the 12 marks would be 12 rounds. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that, I'm going to go ahead and set it to the side, uh, cause I'm don't have a holster right now. So I'm going to set it to the side and go to the next box. Next box. Okay. Um, the next smallest box, you touch it and this time it kind of expands a little bit and you're kind of having to like almost catch it as it, as pieces begin to transform and you're holding what is the equivalent of a shotgun without the backstock to it? Oh, okay. So it it would be like like a tactical entry gun. So it's mm-hmm. cut off at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, you look I'm down. Gonna... You see you see eight large green dots on the side of it. You look down and you realize that it is a there is no pump action to it. Um. And the handle almost seems to perfectly conform to your, like, hands. Like, it was perfectly made for your hands. Set that to the side, go to the next one. Okay, the next box you pick up, uh, you touch it, and it takes takes This one takes a little bit longer to disassemble or to assemble itself before your eyes. And you are holding what is the equivalent of a gun that is roughly the same size and shape of an assault rifle. And you look at the side tag, you see 36 green dots alongside. You can see that it has a scope. You look through the scope, and it's um, uh, a four-time scope. However, you do see a large button on the side that if you click it once, it turns to eight. You click it again, and it turns to times 12. But then you click it again, and it goes back down to a times four scope. Okay. And the next one? Okay, the last one you touch, this one takes the longest of the bunch. As it disassembles, and it reassembles right before your eyes, and you are holding what appears to be a large grenade launcher. And in this, you got four very large green dots. In fact, you can, like... Any of the dots on any of the other weapons you you were holding before are like you get the same. They're about the same size of a bullet. These are roughly about the same size of a sh- grenade that you would shoot out of this gun. Okay. And then you said there's one more large box. There is one more large box taking up about half the crate on the other side. I'm gonna open the final box. You open the final box. You reach down. The first thing you pull out is a chest plate, made of very light but very sturdy armor um as soon as you touch it and kind of put it up to your chest it instantly conforms and just sucks to your chest and instantly you can feel um not painfully but little tiny needles almost at the ready like you get the sense that like um like if somebody were to hit you in the chest they're not gonna they're not gonna inject into you um you as soon as it hits your chest um it covers up your entire upper body up to about your waistline and then it stops um you look down and you see a pair of pants and um two arm sleeve or nope the armor will cover your sleeves up to your hands you see two gloves and you see a helmet that you could take if you so choose are there boots yep okay i'm going to go ahead and i want to put everything on 
Okay. And do, does this have holsters for everything? As soon as you put it on, you you can look around and you look down. You see um, a on your right hip or your left hip. You see a holster for your pistol. Your back, around, right around your hip, you see a place for your shotgun. On your right shoulder, you feel a spot for your assault rifle, and on your left, you feel one for a grenade launcher. So I'm gonna grab the pistol, kind of double check it, make sure it's good, throw it in the holster, take the shotgun, spin it around, put it at the base of my back, and take the rifle and the grenade launcher, and then continue putting everything else on. I'm gonna keep the helmet off for now, and just kind of like, I don't know if I can like latch it to my belt and let it hang there. it almost like you, you when you grab the helmet, it conforms and contorts, and it kind of actually kind of tucks into your right side a little bit, like okay. almost like an extra plate, but it like doesn't like stick out or make it like. So it I can count. I can pull it out and then it'll expand and then put it on. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Who else? Uh, I'll go next. Okay, Ben. You you go to your crate. You touch the side of it, or you're kind of looking, again, for that latch. You touch, as soon as one of your hands touches the top of it, you hear, identity confirmed. And the as the crate opens up. The fuck? Okay. And sitting inside are four packages of different sizes. And then um, a large package in the back half of the crate. I'm gonna go with the large package in the back. Start start from there. Start for the big okay. big package. Okay. Uh, you reach inside. You open up the package. You reach inside and grab. And you look at it. And it's a chest plate. Although when you compare it between yours and Caleb's, yours seems to be a little bit like thicker, like metal almost. Okay. Do I see a way to attach it to myself? Uh, as soon as you kind of like look and compare it, as soon as it comes anywhere near your chest, it latches what? on and as it as it comes on and it um oh. covers all the way up down to your hip um covers your arms and keeps your um hands free um uh but it's it's heavy but it's not like unbearably heavy it's like kind of the equivalent of wearing a like a weighted jacket okay shut up you're just jealous <laughs> i got a cool i got better armor uh, I I go I I go to the next largest package and I open that one. Okay, you open up that one, and it, like from the back half or from the from the four packages in the front. The back half. Okay, you reach inside, and the next thing you pull out, pair of armored leggings, pair of armored boots, and armored gloves, and a helmet. I put all except the helmet on. Actually, no, I put the helmet on. I want to see what the helmet, how the helmet attaches. Okay. Uh, it Once it latches on, you can feel oh. like it, like click and lock into place. However, if you so chose there, you do feel a button on the right side, right underneath your right cheekbone, that if you press that button, it will come off and allow you to disattach it. Uh, okay. You oh. put the helmet on and it kind of more or less kind of conforms to your own face. Um, yeah. You look through and you're able to see different stats and uh thing through the visor and you can see armor shields um and however there are four slots that are showing like a red triangle error message. Huh. Doom, 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 doom. 
Whoa, dude, this is like Iron Man. This is awesome. I, uh, what are those little, hey, wait, I got these little warning messages. What the fuck are it's these? probably for weapons, and I kind of show where all my weapons are. Oh, okay. Let's, I go to the, uh, the, the four packages in front now. Okay. You go to the four <laughs> packages. Which one are you grabbing first? Uh, let's go with the fourth one. Okay. You grab, you grab the fourth package. Um, you grab it. Um, and this one transforms and you're holding a pistol, very similar shape and size to Caleb's pistol that he had plucked from his package. I kind of pointed away down to the ground and started examining it, started hand cycling it through and just kind of, uh, okay. So this is, uh, you can tell the ones that are military trained. Uh, okay. we, don't just gra- we don't just grab it and put it on. We're cycling it. Okay. Where's, uh, what's the ammo count? What's the count on this thing? I, I say to Caleb. Uh, 12. 12. You see yeah. 12 gray green dots alongside. And when you're looking down the sights, your visor actually tells you where the sight, where the gun is going to be hitting. So when you're pointing down and looking down, it will tell, it told you, where, what part of the ground you were going to hit, and how long it would take for the round to reach the ground. Oh, that's you. Yeah, that's either very useful or completely useless. I'm not really too sure yet. Uh, where's the safety on this thing? This thing has a safety, or please, is it like? It's... Uh, please don't pull the trigger. There's no I'm safety. Not... This is the future. Yeah, as soon as you say safety, you hear the gun lock. Oh, oh, voice active, voice command, dude. Where was this when we had the nine? Yo, yo, out of out of character. This is like the that if anybody's played Cyberpunk, the gun that talks when oh, you Skippy? shoot it. Yes, that's yeah. what it reminds me of. <laughs> Did you oh, just I- fucking kill him? <laughs> I, I back in character. I was like, dude, I just I can fucking ju- I just gotta talk to the gun. It does what I want. That's fucking awesome. Maybe I, uh, it won't jam. Uh, and did you find your quack a kiss? <laughs> Maybe I, I holster the pistol, and um, I, I'm assuming there's a latch on there to keep it in there. Mm-hmm. So the uh, when, right when we when we holster, is there an actual holster? Or does it just kind of hang there? When you put it on your hip, whichever hip you choose, it kind of just. Like it's in a makeshift holder made out of your legs, pants, like out of your pants, like so it kind of like, like forms yep. around it. Is this yep. on the hip or is this a, is this a drop leg holster? Drop leg holster. Okay, oh, good. Thank so God. So much better. So uh, much thank better. God, thank God. You, again, folks, you can tell who the military guys are because <laughs> so we're like better. I spent nine asking, years with a drop leg holster. I'll take yeah, it. same. Yeah, same here. Screw hip holsters. Anyway, uh, I go to the next, uh, the next, uh, the third package. Third package. You pull out a. Could just hear. Um, you pull out a uh, shotgun. However, this one has a butt end to it, a Ooh. back sock to it, and it's a little bit longer than Caleb's. Um, you look alongside, but it only has six green dots as opposed to Caleb's eight. Okay. I kind of examine it again. I kind of trying to see, check the load, check this. I'm sorry. Eh. And you, when you look through the scope, you do realize something. When you look through the scope, it, it has, um, when you 
go look down the site and with the pistol, it would tell you one shot will land here. With a shotgun, you were expecting a splatter. This has one giant single slug in it. Ooh. Jesus. Um, really, really yeah, quick. That, that AR was 32 rounds, you said? 36. 36. Got to remember yeah, that so we know up. when to reload. Yep. Um, I kind of kind of look at it. I kind of show Caleb. I was like, dude. Six round, six capacity. Looks yeah, like it's mine, looks like it's a solid mine's got, slug. Mine's got eight. Mm. Oh, I think yours is for more close in action. Mine's I, more. I, of a, at this point, I'm gonna go ahead and put my helmet on and then look at the shotgun. Okay, when you put your helmet on, it again kind of locks into place, but you do feel the right release button. Um, it conforms to your face. Um, when you look at the shotgun, you see a very tight, very circular circle pattern, and you see eight uh, dots, roughly around the size of baseballs. So buckshot. Mm -hmm. You're probably so, more of a kind so my, my, my Mine's more like a buckshot. Okay. My, Except mine's buckshot a... about the size of a baseball. Each, each shot is about the size of a baseball. Christ. That's almost like a trench. a hole in someone. That's oh like a trench gun. God. I think a freaking trench gun it's right more, there. It's more awesome. like bird shot than buckshot. Mm. Good God. Ow. Um, okay. I go to next package. Okay. You grab a next package and you reach inside. You grab it. And you see a very long rifle. Um, however, um, it's a little bit shorter than. Caleb's rifle. Um, there is no green dots alongside. And when you look down sight, you can just see what appears to be just a long stream, and it says 30 seconds. Dude! It's a fucking ray gun. No, it's a, it's a targeter. Oh, what shit. You're going to hold it down for 30 seconds, and then something from the air is going to... Oh. oh, fuck you. It, it's like a like a TAC-P um, targeter. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah, like what the TAC-P uses. Okay. Now I get, I'm, a, now I'm I assuming. Get it. I'm assuming. That's just me. With that hee hee, that would probably confirm that I'm correct. I kind of, I kind of look down and I'm like, uh, I kind of look at Caleb and I, I kind of ask, I was like, what the heck is, what does this look like? Because that was obviously out of character, right? It, to me, um, it looks like a targeting rifle, like Tac P used to use to call in airstrikes. Ooh. What the now, hell? Don't, don't hold me to that because I don't know what they do in the future, but I guess yeah. we'll find out when the time comes. Yeah, I guess so. So I kind of, I kind of, like, I'm looking around. Where do I holster this? Is there a holster? Sure. And, and you, and you, and you, and you go and you realize, and the spot on your right shoulder opens up and latches on. Hmm. Okay. This is uh, the best armor I've ever had yeah, in my demolition, life. Demolitions expert here. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay, open the last package. You open the last package. 
Caleb, you hit it right on the money. As you <laughs> you are the devil's expert. As you open up this last package, you hear... <laughs> 30 <laughs> seconds later, 30 seconds later, you are holding a minigun. Oh, shoot. You are holding... And you and as when it finishes transforming, you look down and you can see where the belt is being fed into is attached to your own hip. When you look in through your when you are looking through your uh, visor, it says. Five hundred. I write that down <laughs> and oh. it says that you currently hold enough ammo for. 2,000 rounds for this guy. Oh, Jesus. Okay, okay, so so is all the ammo one spot, or is it going to have to be reloaded? Um, so I will say, in since obviously we're playing ourselves, I these were my specialty. I was a machine gunner and Mark 19 grenade launcher gunner, so I know belt-fed weapons, all of that stuff. So would I be able to look at at it and see? When you look at it, you realize that his armor is designed to hold the 2,000 spare rounds on his belt on his hip. So as soon as, like, one clip ends, it would eject out the right side of him, and the other one would be instantly fed up through the bottom, and it it could continue going. Thank God, because carrying that fucking backpack... Sucks balls. I was about to say somebody. I was about to look to Elliot and be like, "Hey, look, sucks balls." Yeah. Um. So, can Uh, can his machine gun be kind of collapsed? When it's up to him. Try and collapse it so you don't have to carry around this huge fucking thing. After I just kind of like I'm just kind of moving this around, not not flagging anybody, not flagging anybody, and I'm just in the head. Yeah, yeah. Take my mini gun from me too, yeah. bastards. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> I, I, you should. Yes. <laughs> I kind of looked to like, is there a holster? How do I collapse this thing? As soon as you say the word collapse, it and it turns roughly about the size um, of your left shoulder, and it just. And it just sits on your left shoulder. That's okay, awesome. So, so we get that Ben is the grenadier. I would say with my weapons, I'm probably the assaulter because of the type. I have a shotgun with no stock, so that means I go first through a door. Um, I also have an assault rifle with 36 rounds. I have a grenade launcher with four rounds, and a my shotgun has eight. So it would assume that I am the assaulter. Okay. A uh, quick question: Is there any other um, packages in my little locker? Uh, other than if you did not put all your full armor pieces, like your glove, your boots, and... I, I did. They're all attached. Okay, then nothing is left in the bottom of your crate. I kind of, uh, I looked at everybody, it's like, god damn, I, I pull out the minigun again, and I just kind of hold it, and it's like, god damn sexual tyrannosaurus. I'm gonna ignore him and put my hand on my box. I'm like, what? 
Does anybody get the reference? No one gets the no. old man reference. I was no. looking at our goodies. Um, when Chris, you touch, touch your box. Your, yours, it, you, you get the same identity confirmed. And you open up, and you only have three packages in the front of your crate. And your package in the back of the crate is considerably smaller than what we would you see of... Bench. You have a smaller package. Shut up, guys. <laughs> Does fit in the back better. I'm going to touch, obviously, the one that I would think the armor would be in first, because it seems you, like I would need that on before <laughs> You open up, You open up that first package with containing your armor, and you pull out a breastplate. Um, you kind of look at it, and as soon as you kind of put it up closer to your chest, it latches on. It is super lightweight. Um and it as it spreads throughout your body, it's like wearing a like a hoodie jacket. Okay. Alright, I'm obviously gonna put everything on, including the helmet, just because they're seeing more things with the helmet on. So do okay. our helmets all look different? Uh yes. Okay. You guys did not ask this before. No, 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 no. That's fine. I want to wait till everybody hazards and then I want to see the yeah. exterior appearance. Okay. I'm gonna go with the smallest package there. Okay. Of course you when are. you finish putting everything on for you, Chris, <laughs> when you're looking through your visor, you see that there um you see a um three spots with the same error triangle message like in this lower corner. Mm -hmm. You see um a it gives you like a brief outline of your entire armor and you can see that your belt and it has 60 seconds on your belt and your your belt buckle is flashing green i'm very confused as i pushed uh, do i, I want to poke the green flashing this i wonder why no <laughs> you turn invisible to Caleb and Ben and Elliot what the, what the fuck? What the fuck? Where do you go? Chris is dead. What are you guys talking L about? I'm right here. Lose his body. No, you're not. I I'm gonna push the button again. I'm gonna I'm gonna start swinging. As as Chris, <laughs> you like you go you Caleb, you're like you start swinging as soon as like you go to swing that third time. Chris's face appears right where your fist is coming in. I'll stop. You stop like Hi, Caleb. Right I I've been right here. Why are you swinging? Jesus, you disappeared. You invisible. Are you a wizard? You're, you're a wizard, Chris. No, but this could come in very much handy. Bloop. And you look and you look through your visor and it says Stealth Field fully recharged. So Stealth I wanna field. I'm gonna put my helmet on, make sure it's activated, and I, Chris, stealth again. I'm gonna push it again. Is there a way that I can activate? Can I s activate something in my helmet to be able to see him? No. Okay. So Caleb, he is currently hidden from. You get the sense that if you and anybody else wearing these armor cannot see Chris, that means Chris cannot be seen. Okay. Well, okay. Push Un again. Unstealth. Okay. So you unstealth. We're going to go to one of the packages, the first package, and open it up. 
Okay, you open up and the first thing you grab is a pistol, a little bit smaller in make and size to Ben and Caleb. Like the cricket? Like the cricket from Men in Black. <laughs> I'm actually going to look at it because I actually know to look at things and all that and check the size, make sure it actually fits my hand. Okay, it has 18 green dots on the side of it. Um, it's the, it is super lightweight for any pistol that you may have held. It is a super lightweight pistol. Uh, when you look through it, uh, you through through your visor, it gives you three uh, three small dots um, pointing at a particular target. Okay. Oh, Wait, so three three, three dots, dots at the same time. Yep. Oh, these cool. are like tracer rounds. Yeah. I'm gonna so do well the if if he holds it, and I'm gonna say this to Chris. Chris, if you hold it center, right is. Is there a button on there to to click and then move and the and the dots stay the same? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say track. If that if that make, if that gun. makes sense if that makes sense. So everybody. are you following? Are you following Caleb's? Yeah, you, if Caleb is telling me to try this, I'm gonna try it just because so I can understand it. Believe it or not, this actually makes in real life now. Click, and then as you move to the next target, you see it does. The first dot stays right on Chris on Caleb's chest. Three different oh, targets at once. As you move, it, as <laughs> you move <laughs> it, you hear 10, 9, 8. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. I click the button. I go, nope, 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 nope. Okay, safety hear it, on. Ooh. Safety on. And you hear it, and you hear it lock up like the safety is on. Dude, uh, you can hit three the handgun on my hip. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a, Assuming that Chris is explaining what is happening to us as yes. this is happening, we almost so died. so you can hit three. He can hit three targets at the same time. Oh, oh that's, that's awesome! Three different targets. That's cool. This is like Christmas. Yeah, I'm gonna. Besides the handgun if we, on. If we get yeah. out of here, I'm gonna try and keep these with us. Yeah. I want. Yeah. Whatever. I, I want. I, I want this. 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 Mini gun. Okay. Go you have two more packages left in your crate. Yep. I'm going to go to the next one. Okay, you open it up. And this one you carry is another pistol. This one is about the same size and make as Caleb and Ben's pistols. This one, however, has 15 rounds in it. And okay. the rounds are a little, in the dots are a little bit smaller than what Ben and Chris's, or Ben and Caleb's rounds are. I wonder if that's a three-round burst pistol. It could be. Because you would get five shots at three rounds each. With him asking that question, identify handgun. You are currently holding the Tiger S submachine gun pistol. Thank you. It's like I know my futuristic weapons. <laughs> Tiger S so, submachine gun handgun. Interesting. I'm gonna safety on. Safety is activated. As soon as you say uh, that, I'm just gonna go yell out to my gun. Safety on. Here, <laughs> Caleb. So <laughs> for, for for Chris, he only hears one. Safety on, and then you hear safety for on, Caleb, safety on. <laughs> safety on. Safety on. Safety on. Safety on. I, I kind of do that the same. Been bad. Yeah, that's mine. Do I ben know where this is so going? Safety on. Safety on. For for Ben, you hear. 
safety on, safety on, safety on, safety on, safety on. And you get the sense that it's safety locking every single barrel on your on your machine gun. <laughs> oh my god. You I kinda I you, look around for- you forget to, later, you, for, you, you forget to take one take one off. So or you only take one of the safeties off, so it's and out of one barrel. Oh my god. <laughs> Do I know where this handgun go? Will it go on my other hip or shoulder? Um this one goes on your opposite hip. Alright. Uh, put that one on and then open up the last box. Hey, this Mr. one fifteen seconds after you were holding. A lawn-barreled rifle. Big muzzle on the end. Like 50 cal. The rifle, when you stick it down, stands just about as tall as you do, Chris. From the butt of the gun to the barrel is about your height. (laughs) Oh, lady, always grant me the uh, wisdom to hunt my prey. Is that an anti-tank rifle? You mean the rifle, lady, to hunt your prey. Hey, do we get a fire rifle? Look at the gif I posted. That's Chris. You are currently holding. You are currently holding the Viper S Mach Five sniper gun. All right, I'm gonna see where I would think the loads would be and see how many shots it has. First, it holds six rounds. The dots are roughly the size of your top from the tip of your finger to the bottom of your wrist. I'm going to test the sights. When you look through the sight, it you see a you see um um a, like a circle and it's a red one and it like like seems to pulse. Okay. Safety on. Safety on. Collapse. And you get, and when you hear safety on, you look through the scope, and that pulse stops. Collapse. Ah. And it comes to roughly about the size of your hand, and you can just slap it on your right shoulder, right or left shoulder for you. I slap it on my, where this one is. Okay. That's my left. Okay. Elliot. Yeah, yes. let's see it. It's time. I'm gonna put my hand on my crate. Go get your package. Yeah. And you can hear touch your package. <laughs> oh god. You hear you hear identity confirmed. Identity denied. As it Ugh. opens up and you see that you have three large packages in the front. Oh. And you have one medium-sized package in the back of the crate. Okay, uh, since they all went for their armor first, and they were towards the front, I think I'm gonna go for one of the packages in the front. Elliot, that's your dream. The armor. It's your dream come true, Elliot. Okay, you reach, you reach, you see that when Caleb and Chris were reaching, or when Ben and Chris were reaching towards the back and they were pulling out their armor pieces, um, that's where their armor was coming from. Um, you pull out your armor, your chest piece, and while it is very light in nature, this is a very thick armor. Very, very thick, thick breastplate. As you stick it on, it as it goes out to your arms, 
um, and it covers goes down to your waist. You look like just like you look up directly at Caleb. Caleb Elliot looks like a tank almost. Like just the chest piece alone looks like a looks like a tank. Damn. Juggernaut. All right, I'm gonna get the next piece. You get the next piece, and you uh you put on gloves, uh gloves that look just like any normal gloves. However, when you clench into a fist, you see and you see knuckles appear both on the back of your knuckles and on like where it like on the fist. So at each layer of your knuckles, you have um like silver, um silver metal pieces covering in each individual knuckle on your hand. So like spikes. Rounded No, just plate, yes. plated. No, rounded. Oh, rounded okay, plated. Oh, yeah. I, I used to have tactical gloves that had the knuckle, the plastic cool. knuckles on them. Go to the next piece. Okay. You grab, um, you grab, uh, your, uh, your armor for your pants. When you put them on, you can see that it carries, um, various pockets of different sizes. Um, and in each individual pocket, if you look, carries extra clips for your, or not extra clips. It carries, um, actually go ahead and make me an observation check. Okay. Observation. I'm a master. So Chris, you're recon. (laughs) Two out of eight. Two out of eight. Um, you're not quite sure what your pants pockets are for. Um, on one hand, you think that this could potentially hold some extra ammunition um however when you're noticing that the other guys are looking at their weapons you don't see any extra clips other than chris's or other than ben's massive machine guns uh i'm actually i'll show them the pockets then since yeah can i can i look and see yeah okay what you when you look down you realize that what she is what her pockets are designed for she has three stage pockets carrying that she can hold if she just so desires Three different sizes of hand grenades in each individual pocket. Hand grenades. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are there hand grenades inside his pockets? Not that you can see, no. Okay. Hmm. So hand grenades, huh? That's what it looks like. You may have some in one of these boxes. Grenades. Okay. Nice. Nice. I'll put my boots on and I'll uh, go to the next box. Okay, you put your boots on and uh, you go and you see that your helmet is in the bottom of your box. I'll put my helmet on. You put your helmet on and you see three uh, so the three triangle red arrow um, like arrow messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says in it, when it goes through your armor pieces, there's like arrows pointing for uh, one that says cold, one that says uh, heat, and one that says electric. Outlining the Ele- different elemental layers. grenades. Ooh. Elemental grenades. All right. So now I'm going to get into the uh, other boxes that I'm assuming have like weapons and stuff in them. Okay, you open up your first package, and you pull out a a very long, skinny pistol. Um, this one has uh, eight circle dots, 
Uh, however, you carry the largest caliber of the between of all the pistols, as each bullet is roughly the size of a small, uh, I would say, yeah, a lot of a small head of broccoli. Whereas the other ones are about like, uh, like Fucking I would say eagle. peas or something a little bit bigger than that, that. That's a deagle. That's a desert wow. eagle there. Fifty cal. Okay. I'm gonna, nice. Uh, this would be the Blow first time I'm holding a gun a in my life, so I kind of look at it. <laughs> I, what I do will, I do with this? I, I will help guide him through how to check the weapon and things like that. Yeah. And okay. as you're guiding, Caleb, as you're guiding um, them through the the gun, you're explaining, um, and you get the sense by this point with you guys as like as they are as they were looking through their packages, you guys were you're able to communicate to them that like, hey, you say safety, it will lock the guns, like yeah, kind of explain I'm, I'm how sure how too. all that works. Yeah. Too. You said how many uh, uh, bullets can go in this one or whatever? You have eight rounds in that. Okay, in that eight rounds. Pistol. And I'm okay. ass- and I'm saying this in character. I'm assuming that these aren't bullets. They're probably some type of energy impact weapon. Yeah, something. So like that. we'll have to figure out how to recharge it. If it has a cooldown period, we won't really know that until we start firing it. But I think it'd be pretty stupid of us to fire weapons right now outside yeah. of the suit's port. Um, so I'm gonna <laughs> safety, and then I'm gonna look at what hip their pistols are on, and I'm gonna put mine on the same hip, assuming that that's the right place to put it. Uh, uh it like I don't know about the rest of the guys, but like you get the sense as you're looking on their hips that they are putting guns either at like their handiness or like whatever suit design um like is this is made for them. You get so the like, sense that if you wanted to put your if you wanted to put your pistol on your right or left hip, you could do so. So and I I'll explain that for me personally, I use a drop leg holster where it goes down on my leg because it is the normal length of when your arm is dangling down it's a natural grab okay instead of pulling your arm up to your hip and then pulling a gun out and this way it's more natural to have it at your leg it makes you draw quicker plus when you sit down and you have a gun on your hip it yeah. really fucking hurts way okay. more comfortable so for now i'm gonna yeah. put it on my right uh the drop leg area i'm left-handed yep. so i'm assuming whatever else i'm gonna get i'm gonna try to put on my left Perfect. I hear Caleb say that and just mine to my legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You grab uh, the second the next package. One. Yep. And you are holding your first. Because as you look at this and as it finishes transforming or molding into your hand, this package is about the exact same size as the one you are currently holding. You are currently holding the first of two different types of shotguns. Oh. This one has 18 rounds in it. This one, um, when you look down the sight, you get the sense that um, this one is not a pump action. Rather, it is a... You can hold it. It's an automatic. It's a Benelli. <laughs> Ben, it's a Benelli. Fully automatic shotgun. Benelli is best shotgun you can buy. Oh, so jealous. 
And this one, this one, on my... this one, actually, your pistol is heavier than your first shotgun. Just put it that wow. way. Wow. Okay. So I'll but put that, that pretty one. Light. I'll put that one on my my left uh, drop holster. Okay. Area. Yep. And you put I'll it down. Go for the next one. Um, and when you pull out the last package, you see a smaller. Uh... <laughs> to say this, you guys are going to instantly make fun of me. You see a small bag sitting at the bottom of your crate. Oh, a small sack inside the package? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll I'll pick that up and I'll I'll open up the bag. You open up the bag. You see um, smaller. uh, you, You see 18 different boxes. One and uh six of the boxes have a cold symbol six of them have a heat and the last six have an electric does this go for the shotgun it was in the same box as the shotgun it was underneath the shotguns it was underneath all probably my grenades oh okay so it's the grenades okay yeah um so i'm gonna make sure everything's got its safeties on and i guess i'll start loading up my grenade holder what you what what do the grenades look like they look like uh, a standard grenade. Make an observation check. Or are they like cylindrical? Oof, that's a two out of eight. Okay. Listen, they... I did not specialize in explosives, so. Uh, when you look at them, they look like grenades. Um, however, Elliot, as you finish loading up the pockets, uh, you notice that you're carrying three extra grenades of each type in your hand. You're like without okay. nowhere else to stick them. Um, do I have pockets? No, not, not, not designed for their grenades. Uh, so since Ma- the other ones had like automatic holsters, can I try to hang the bag maybe somewhere? Uh, the bag does not appear to want to conform to your suit. Make an observation check for me. Okay. Go inside the gun. Make a dragon's breath. Uh, five out of eight. Five out of eight. You look at your shotgun and you see underneath, you can see a what appears to be a scanner of sorts. Scanner? Yeah, so scan... Uh, Grab one of the elemental grenades, like the fire, and place it under the shotgun. Okay, and I'm gonna try that. You hear a voice. Do you have your your holding? Are do you have your helmet on? Yeah, I did. Not? I put my helmet on. Okay, as yeah. you are, you you take that grenade and run it underneath there. You can hear switching from shotgun to grenade launcher. Is the Electric grenade, the one you want to use. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. oh, so is oh. is Elliot? Is there a way to those three boxes that you have that have the different elements? Is there a way to attach them to the side of your shotgun so that you can pull it off and scan it when you need to change it? Um, I'll check. Sure enough, you see, you see individual holsters for any extra grenades you want to put on the gun for ease of access, rather than having to reach into your pockets if you so choose. Uh, okay, so it's like the entire box that connects. 
uh, either the entire box, um, or if you want to take the time to take each grenade out, there are individual slots for each different type of grenade. Okay, so I have three extra. Yeah, you're going to take those three extras and put them on the shotgun yeah. so that you can pull it off the shotgun and scan it underneath and then put it back over. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. And then you have one last weapon to open. I'm very okay, scared and right I'm going to open it. You open it. takes about the exact same time. Um, this one is a little, it, a lot heavier shotgun. Although, for you, it's still very easy to manage. Uh, you look through. Um, it only has two green dots. But when you look through it, through the visor, it has a 15-second timer on it. Okay, so it's like a heavy shock. It's like a pump action. Uh, it is, you do not see any indication that it is a pump action shotgun. Hmm. Okay, and I'll put that one on my back. And it folds up to roughly the size of your fingertips to your wrist size package, and you were able to slide it easily onto your back. Nice. Okay, so breaking it down, Ben is more like the artillerist um, than I am the assaulter, because Ben, that machine gun would make you an artillerist. As well as well as as well as calling down a strike, it would make you more uh -oh. of an artillerist. Yeah, I was about to, I forgot about that. I was about to say, I'm like, I don't yeah, know how as, I'd be an with a minigun, but as well yeah. as calling down a strike that makes you an artillerist. I am an assaulter. Then uh, Chris is the recon sniper, and then Elliot would be the grenadier. Okay. So, everybody with our with our helmets on, can you tell us what each of our individual full suits looks like? Okay, who would like to go first? Me. We should go in the same Me. order. Same order. Yeah. Okay, Caleb. When you look, um, finish donning yours. Um, it takes when you finish finish donning on and kind of get everybody settled. All of a sudden, your suit just all of a sudden goes. Sorry, Scan. that's gas. Sorry. <laughs> Scan complete. And you can feel your shoot transform, and you look down, and your armor pieces almost transform into fur like qualities all on your shoulders and almost along your back. And you can feel like the fur almost going down towards the middle of your back. You can feel your helmet sprout a couple of Viking curved horns on top of your head. Ooh. You look. Uh, you look towards uh, Ben, and you can see that you are like wearing the your ch chest piece has transformed into a Viking esque chest piece. Um, what the... With no me. No, ben. not you. Not you. Oh. I'm 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 seeing no. it reflected through your. Oh, stuff. okay. Like, I'm sorry. Through, through your visor, I'm seeing it reflected. Oh, mm -hmm. my bad. I misheard. And you, as it goes down, you are wearing. What it, like your armor transforms into fur-like leggings and boots. Um, you are essentially a futuristic Viking warrior. So I look like uh, what I made Joel look like in Swartor. Precisely. Yeah. 
Okay, what does Ben look like? Oh, I can only wait. Ben. Go, go, Power Rangers. When you... It does a scan of you. Turns you into a bird. <laughs> so no. <laughs> Can you no. imagine? That would be so funny. And he's like stuck be... with the like flat voice for the rest of it. I would be pissed. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ethan. Sorry. You. Ethan's rewriting. Hold on. You look <laughs> down at your arms first, and you can see. Finally, muscle. Armor, like your armor almost looks like uh, you see like wrist guards almost of red and gold. You can see like as you look up towards your shoulder, you see your armor chest piece is turned into a red and gold red or yeah, red and gold uh, Roman-esque chest piece with red a red cape begin to flowing down the back, almost reaching the middle of your back, or it gives off the aura that you are wearing a red cape. However, to j just to your eyes, everybody else, it, he's got just like almost like is the back of him is like completely red. Your helmet transforms, and you are, and you look like you're looking through the helmet of a Roman centurion, and you've got Ooh. the full on, like horsehair, fucking. Thing going from the back of it, stretching all the way up and around. The, and you've got the brush helmet on. Brush yeah, helmet. this the yeah. one that goes like this. The, no, this way. Oh, that, that one. The, the, yeah, down, the you... Trojan brush helmet. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you look down, your your pants look like leather, like like a leather gladiator type skirt, and you are and your boots look like you are wearing Roman esque sandals. Roman gladiator. Ooh. Ooh, you got yeah. you got you got. Water walkers on. Oh yeah. I mean, Jesus, I mean but Jesus you sandals. still are wearing boots. It just looks like you are worm and centurion. So does it look like it to us or to everybody else as well? It looks like to everybody else surrounding you and to yourselves. Okay. Okay. Like it like you you're still wearing your armor. Um it just but this kind of like... gives like an aura. Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of look around and I'm like <laughs> build this dude. Vene Vedivici. You, you really are Belvis. <laughs> Damn. Et tu, et tu Brute. Oh, God. Chris. I'm on Chris. I'm here. You look I'm down. Go ahead. Transform into a wolf. Oh, I'm just listening. You look. Um, you hear. It almost seems like it happens simultaneously. You do hear the familiar. Scan complete as you look down and your armor begins to kind of switch and you look, your glove hands look like darkened, claw-like, blue-blackish on your palms. It stretches this fur-like armor, it goes all the way up your arm. Your helmet almost transforms into a snout-like esque. Um pointed ears sit on top of your head um and you look around and you're standing in a futuristic wolf armor from head Ooh. to toe Ooh. 
Except you do. Except you do not have the fluffy tail. Aww. Unless you ask your armor for the big giant fluffy tail. Armor, do I get a big fluffy tail? You're now you a, a furry. And you have oh a. You, were assigned, you have now been assigned furry. You are now a furry. I don't care. He, he asked for the tail, and you, he asked you... for the tail, and you see him go, oh, oh. <laughs> that went the wrong tail's, way. Tail's got to go somewhere. <laughs> and then finally, Elliot. Yeah. You look down. The armor scans you and goes, "I uh, scan complete." And you look down and you see your armor turns to almost silver esque. As you see a dragon's tail start from one half of your hand, and it wraps all the way around, all the way up your back, and onto the opposite shoulder. And the dragon is blood red, almost spewing like it's about to spew fire mm. from your from one side of your body, from one arm all the way wrapping around to your backside to the other. Um, your helmet transforms into almost a kind of a horn dragon esque like snout, um, except. That your like aura, you kind of seem almost as like black and green almost. Mm -hmm. uh, you, uh, you, you look on your left hand and you can see a what looks like a tattoo esque of a green symbol on your hand. Mm -hmm. uh, you uh, look down. Um, you can feel almost like dragon wings on your back almost, but then it kind of like, you can kind of like shrug your shoulders and they go away. You shrug your shoulders, they come back, uh, as you look down and you realize that you are wearing armor, um, of the dragon. Ooh. And that you, uh, as your armor, like in the spots that doesn't have the red dragon stretching out and around, is almost scale-like um, in areas. As it covers your inner arms, your breastplate, and your legs. Nice. So, Chris is a furry and I'm a scaly. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm gonna look at the green tattoo on my hand. Does it, like, is there any, like, symbol that I recognize, or? Give me You're good. Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. Kind of. Right. It's morphin' time. Does that make me the Red Ranger? Uh, I'm no, the you're Ranger. the Viking Ranger. That would be a really cool concept. 
would be like rangers through time and they have like each ranger is a different thing so they have viking and a roman and stuff like that like that's their stuff there there's a new power rangers show that just came out ellie if that makes sense and billy billy okay gotcha you cool. you recognize it, and that is the symbol mm-hmm. that you you recognize. That is where you know it from. Okay, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'll show it to everybody. I guessed it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was yeah. right. So it's just I was kind of right. like glowing green, kind of. The the oh, two nice. meat. The two meat. Uh, we. Uh, by legally, we can't say what it is um, because we do not want to get sued by a certain company. Um, so, if you have questions, but, we will. Uh, you can ask us in the comments, and we will explain it. Yeah. Certain game company that starts with bio. <laughs> okay. Um, as you guys are making your way to. Uh, you guys finish, look at your armor, kind of looking at everything. You guys look, um, you can hear, um, uh, uh, actually, uh, I'll have all of you guys make quick observation check. Okay. Oh. Hey, I need to use on. my non, I need to use my non-cursed dice. <laughs> Okay, Ben. Two out of four. Okay, Caleb. One out of eight. Ouch. Uh, Chris. Five out of eight. Okay, and Elliot. Four out of eight. Okay, uh, Caleb, you're too enamored in your armor. You're just, man, everything looks really nice. Fits really, like, nice. Uh, um, for the three of you. You all notice that you begin to see um, a line beginning to form on one of the capital ships, and you get the sense that there is a journey about to embark on this capital ship. Hmm. Okay. So, do we want to go into the spaceport or hop aboard the ship? Uh, maybe we should go to the spaceport. I don't even yeah, know where I that doubt... ship is going. <laughs> yeah, I doubt they'll just let some random people on the ship. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I I say <laughs> okay. So we need to come up with a backstory. So, hail shrink. <laughs> we. Mark band. No, no. I I would say that we are. We are mercenaries, um, guns for hire, and our our ships seem to have crashed or stopped working or whatever, and that's what got us caught here in the spaceport. So we are looking for a way to purchase a new ship, to repair our old one or just to catch a ride with somebody. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. That's what I would say is probably the safest bet because if they if we catch a ride with somebody, I mean, we could really take their ship if we wanted to. 
or we could be nice and just catch a ride with him. Yeah. Well, let's let's go see what's let's go see this. We, uh, we really figure out where we're at, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, let's now go see that, this. Now that we're blended in. Yeah. Let's go find a spaceport. Um, right. And then I'm let let's go ahead and uh, set up a um, a uh, order. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take lead. Ben will be my right hands that way we have a kind of a pecking order for the merc business i don't care what order i'm in i'm just yeah i, I really don't care okay well they're gonna ask because they're gonna want anybody that wants to do business with us is gonna want to talk to the leaders yeah so oh, that's fine you two have always led things so yeah. i don't mind all right all right, and then we're going to head towards the spaceport. Okay. You guys make your way into the spaceport. Uh, you do come by a counter. Um, and, uh, hey, Janice. <laughs> like we've been there before. Hey, Janice. Uh, and you hear... And you hear hey, um, what's up? As, as you walk by, <laughs> go ahead and make a persuasion oh, roll. Uh, <laughs> um, all can you imagine nope. Caleb, if Caleb Eight out of eight. Woo! Um, you you hear a <laughs> somebody actually remembers my name. <laughs> oh god. Do we have comms inside of our helmets? Yes. Okay. You can uh, you see you see in each individual of your comms, you can see uh like who's like talking? certain names. You can see certain names on the lower left hand of your screen. Uh, it says it says your individual name with like a microphone, and it tells you if it's working or not. Um, <laughs> and all of our comms are working. Yep, as far as you know. Okay. So I I'd be like, guys, I have no idea how the fuck I got her name right, but let's just Look. keep moving. Um, and she, okay. And because you and because you got her name right, she goes, just just go on in. Thank you so much. No no problem. Well uh. We'll come talk to you on our way out. And okay. um, as, you walk in, as you walk in, you see um, various stores of like some different armor, weaponry. You hear advertisements um, for the news, what's going on. And it's galactic news. It's not just spaceport news of trade and different things coming in. However, um, Caleb, because you, um, are in point and one of the billboards you look over and you can look at the date. It is November 8th, 2151. Jesus. Damn. The, okay. when you touch the, you get the sense that when you touch the clock, the hand stopped just after four, indicating 21. The big hand indicated 51. You stopped it on the year you were going to be jumped into. All right, guys, this is my fault. I You made this book and this demon? No, but I touched the clock, and that's what put us in 2151. I got scales in my arm, so I'm good. Wait, wait. Where, where are, when are we? Where, uh, if you look right there, it says November 8th, 2151. 
Oh, oh Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm being surprised. And you guys are on the Primus Adolus Dock. Primus. P-R-I-M-O-U-S. Adolus. A-D-O-L-I-S. Dock. Or the Prime Adolus Spaceport. I think they sell swords here. I don't Your helmet speaks up. You can buy swords at this particular this particular store, and it actually maps out directly where you can buy swords. As it just leads Help. you direct. Help. We Help, please. What? But swords. We have their swords. We are we just going to ignore the fact that our we have a talking AI, AI in our? Um. Uh, I'm going to talk into my helmet. AI, do you have a name? Um. No, because nobody has given me one. Do you need right. a name for from each of us, or just can we all? Is it is it a male or female AI? Uh, you in your helmet. Uh, you get the sense it's gender neutral. You can't really tell. Okay, it gives off the sense that you haven't given it an identity. Call it Cleopatra. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sudden, call I'm gonna call mine Tear. Um, you all of a sudden, Chris, yours turns more feminine, and Cleopatra is my ben, name. Gr- Thank God. you so much for giving me a name. <laughs> for, for, uh, for, um, Caleb, Tear. God of War. You, you hear a very strong, masculine voice respond in kind. Thank you for giving me a name. A mighty one of that. Argos? I guess I'll name my Max and keep it. Make an observation check. Eight out of eight. You hear the AI. Argos sounds more like this. (laughs) No, 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 no. We'll stick with Tear. I don't hear Argos' voice. (laughs) Besides, Argos has already been taken. Tear is what I will go with. And Argos is taken? Did, did we hear that? Or is it just nope, Caleb? Only it's Caleb's only in me. Mm. So, Elliot, what did you say in yours? Uh, I'm just going to keep my neutral and call it Max. And the voice stays the same um, and says, Thank you for giving me a name. I shall be your uh-huh. guide and help you out in any way I can. As it stays pretty much gender neutral. I'll, I'll name mine, too. Okay. I will name mine uh, Quintus. Quintus. Okay. You hear a strong, like, male um, authoritative voice. Thank you for giving me such a unique name. Save, Quintus. How are you today? Well, all things considered, Pretty well, I guess. I'm however you want me to be. <laughs> I'm an Benny. AI. Benny. All right. Um, I kind of look to everybody. I'm like, so we're in the spaceport. Um, now what do we do? Maybe we should. Do we have money? Uh, you look and it says, uh. There is money 
wired into your account. To access your account, go to one of these terminals, and it points out to different terminals around, looking around. Um, and as you are looking around, you guys can see a figure in straight black armor and a helmed and a horned helmet looking down at you. And that's where we're going to take our break. So stick with us. We'll be back here in a few minutes as we will find out what awaits our adventurers.
And we are back. As we... As you guys are... Getting the details of where you guys can look up to see how much funds you guys are in your guys' accounts. Uh, you guys, uh, or at least for Chris, who asked, uh, I'm pretty sure, did everybody ask how much for funds or where you guys can look at funds? Yeah. I want to know. Okay. Yep. And uh, it points out to you guys where you guys can go to look at your funds. All right. All right let's let's go do that. Are. All right. Let's see. Or broke. When you guys approach one of the terminals, you'll see a microphone and a handprint. Uh, I approach it first. Oh. Are there yeah. multiple? Uh, there is, uh, for privacy, there's only one handprint and microphone per column. Uh, That's what I'm saying, though. Is there multiple stations? Yes, there's multiple stations, but they're about five, they're about five to ten feet apart for privacy, for privacy reasons. Okay, I'll go to one. I okay. go to one as well. Put, put my yeah. hand on and state yeah. my state my name. Uh, yes. Okay, I'll do that. You, you state your name, and do you feel a scanner read your hand? Identity has been confirmed. What would you like to know? Check balance. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm say it like like you do in the phone. Those automated. Check balance. No need to raise your voice, sir. I can understand you just fine. Your current balance in your account is five hundred million dollars. Jesus, <laughs> you guys didn't hear that. Okay, put my so hand I'm, on a, I'm, ass I'm assuming. I'm assuming this. This is like credits. Mm -hmm. In the future. Mm -hmm. Okay, five hundred million. Okay, I'm gonna laugh when I have the most. Same thing to my terminal made. and say, state my name, and then say check balance. You notice something different. You hear a, a voice. The voice changes. Chris <laughs> Coil. You opened your account balance in 1832 in France. <laughs> because of that, your current balance is one point one trillion dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Chris is the Chris. You can be my sugar daddy. Okay, I'm gonna try now. I'm gonna put my hand on it. Elliot Lystra, check balance. The voice changes. Elliot Lystra, because you opened your balance in. 1832 in France. Your current balance is 1.1 trillion dollars. Jesus Christ. Whoa! I'm gonna... So I'm, uh, I'm gonna go next. I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you guys how much I got. I'm gonna <laughs> put my hand on there and just and speak my name. Check balance. Error. Error. You are dead. <laughs> that would be my luck. Because you, Ben, have opened your account in 1832 in France. Your current balance is $1.1 trillion. $1. $1 trillion. <laughs> I just start 
Everybody, everybody looks over at him. Nothing is wrong. Shine out, and I'm gonna run over to you. Guys, I'm fucking rich. I I close out. And I I'm like nothing is wrong. Everything is um, fine. So I'm not gonna like I'm gonna quiet say. Uh, so I'm assuming we have like inside of our suits. There's almost like a a credit card almost where we can transfer mm-hmm. to our suits and then we use that to pay. There is there is no credit card thing. Rather, your specific AI tier tells you, in order to make purchases, all you need to do is put your hand on the console and state your name, and the funds will be pulled directly from your account. Okay. Okay. This I'm, is to prevent gonna, people from taking your money. I'm going to go back to, like, I'm assuming everybody's in a group up. I'm going to be like, I have no yep. money, guys. You said what? I have no money. None? None. Yeah, I... What the fuck are you guys on? Because I have a trillion. Whoa. What, really? Is that so, huh? Ben, ben, you're such a bad fucking liar. I mean, I, I, I don't have Can that I much. I, 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 I want to try to figure I, out if they're lying to me. Yeah, I want to I, 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 I wanna, I insight check Ben. Okay. No, I'm just How many people payday? are making persuasion rolls at this point? I want to check I'm, everybody that lied to me. I'm going I'm to try and persuade them that anything. I have... I'm going to try and persuade them that I have no money. Okay, so I need a persuasion roll from you, Caleb. <laughs> hey! Four out of eight. Okay. I'll take uh, that success. I'll uh, try and persuade people that I'm payday. Okay. Roll the roll the ones that roll the ones that Pam touched. That's what I'm doing. Uh, master, that is uh, eight. Eight. Yep. Okay. Well, maybe it wasn't so cursed after all. Six out of eight. Okay. Elliot, I need you to make a persuasion roll because you are trying to actively determine whether or not Chris or. Caleb and Ben are lying to you. Chris hasn't said a word. So you guys at this point cannot determine whether or not Chris is actually lying or telling Seven out of eight. Okay. (laughs) Fuck. She beat You get the sense. (laughs) They they beat both of us, Ben. (laughs) You get the sense, uh, Elliot, that yeah, uh, something's off with Ben and Caleb. While they might be telling you the truth about something, you don't know if it's a half-truth or the full truth, but something is not quite right. Hmm. I have no dollars to my name. Yes. Well, they're not I, I dollars got, now. I I gotta exactly. wait till payday. You know how it is, right? Payday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Payday. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Ben and knowing Ben for so long. Ben, how much money do you have? Um, that's a very personal question, Caleb. That's kind of rude, you know. Throw, ben, I can't. At, well, and at this at this Chris, point, make this, an observation uh, roll. This is November eighth, so at this point, this would be true. So, Ben, we live together. Um, are I you going to tell eight. me the truth? Um, I, I, I Caleb, um, or, uh, Chris, you can see a figure standing in armor wearing. <laughs> It's black furred and black 
armor plate looking, wearing a horn helmet, standing about 30 feet away, standing up on top of a high rise while the three of them are talking. Horn helmet Does like mine? the armor kind of look uh, demonic to me? Like demon horns and stuff? No. The more like my horns? Uh, I'm gonna... They are more like bull horns. I'm gonna look up at the person and then I say, you guys need to shut in and look up. And oh, I'm look, point to look the figure. Some, something other up. than let's let's look something other than me. Uh Max, identify person. I cannot identify this person for you. They hmm. seem to wish to keep their identity hidden. Cleopatra, open comms to figure. Opening comms to figure. Who are you? And why are you looking down? No response. I'm going to walk up to him. Okay. I'm a big person in a big suit of I'll armor. I'll follow. I'm going to tank too. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm too. Listen, I'm six foot two, three hundred pounds in fucking huge metal Viking armor. I'm, I'm gonna right stay to back and watch, leaving the comms open. Yeah, I'm gonna walk up with Caleb because I'm I'm short, but I got a big ass armor on. Okay. You approach I'm the gonna... figure. The figure watches you all approach, and just turns and looks and looks at you and and says in a gentle voice to you guys finally you guys finally made it who are you are you not here and they take you uh they they lead you down into i'm gonna i'm gonna wave chris in on with us yeah and i'll follow saying that they're taking off to the bottom level of an apartment complex. Um, they reach the apartment complex. They open an elevator. They op- They press the button, and you guys rise. They go to an apartment complex. The apartment number um, is 36. Um, they open the door. They let you guys in. And you take uh, as soon as they close the door and lock it um, they take the helmet off and you see keep my hand on my gun at this point same okay you turn the figure turns around wearing having short medium brown hair Ragged facial hair, greenish blue eyes, turns and looks at you and says, Finally, you guys made it. And you see me standing there. Mm? Ethan. Where the hell have you been? I've been here. In the future? I'm, yeah. I'm gonna leave my ma- uh, helmet on so 
my face can't be really seen. How, how did you get here? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the button so that my helmet collapses. Okay, I will do the same. You, it started when me, Ben, Elliot, and Chris and Kara all opened the book. See, this is what happens when you GM and I don't. Yeah, I know. I'm well aware. Um, but what I'm not, fucking I, what fucking book did you use? You know the book. The one with the silver diamond on the front. Oh. Did you get you told out of me my that library? one was free to use? Oh no, no, I meant the silver book with the black diamond. I thought that one was like a cookbook. No, that was that was. A book I have been writing for a while. The one that you grabbed with the silver on it. Um, it's a spell book. When did you? When were you going to tell me that you had a magic book that could suck us into another dimension or time travel? Something Pam and I have been working on. You know what? I'm getting really sick of being the last to know about <laughs> anything. Your wife didn't want me to tell you. Oh, I um, see. I and see. I'm going to speak just in a comms. Should we tell him about the fact that we met Charlie in France? That's what they wait, need to you did, wait well. you did what? We met Charlie in France as a full adult. You met Charlie in France as a full adult? Are you I say out loud. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you serious, guys? I, I, me not knowing that is a secret. I wasn't there. Uh Oh yeah, gonna, yeah. Uh, about that. I'm gonna slink back towards you. a wall. Chris, what are you doing? Quit hiding. Get your butt over here. Oh, by the way, that's Chris. Chris, I'll take Chris, off you my can, You can take your helmet off. It's easy. I take off my helmet. Yeah, I'll do the same. So uh, before, before, before this you. May, I I also I also kind of want to insight check to make sure it's really you. Okay. Uh, persuasion for me because because we we've all known each other for a while. <sighs> that was a seven out of eight. Nice. Okay. Uh, from what you know of me, from my physical appearance, uh, you um know that I stand roughly around the same height, um, uh, and build as Ben between Ben and Chris, um, staying right about in their height wise. Um, however, the one characteristic that you know that I have on my left arm are two Narnia tattoos. However, these are remain hidden behind my armor pieces. All right. Pull I up, think I have pull, pull up your sleeve. Show me your tattoos. The figure reaches down and touches a button on their wrist. And you watch as the figure, as the sleeve begins to kind of just fold in on itself and you do see the two Narnia tattoos. Okay, it's Ethan. Well, we gotta be sure. Let's ask him let's ask him something that he may or may not know. Oh, uh, by the way, uh okay, here's how we're gonna do this. Um I turn to if, if this is what we're gonna go down with. All right. We, you, we gotta be sure. Sure. Um, Ben, 
Married to Pam. <laughs> Pam always threatens to ground you. Your favorite games include uh, playing. We used to play Phasmophobia together and uh, Conan Exiles. Have you ever? Have you ever? Have, have you ever watched the Power Rangers? <laughs> What's Power Rangers? It's it's Ethan. It's Ethan. <laughs> have have you ever have you ever watched the Sandlot? Yes, I've seen Sandlot. It's definitely Ethan. Okay, as I seen right. the Power Ranger, but watch Sandlot. It's Ethan. Uh, Ethan, who is you and McGregor? Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. Okay, I'm convinced. So, <laughs> what have you been up to in the? Besides using to... my magical book. Yeah. Okay. For one, I only used your magical book one time. And I found myself here. How long have you been we... here? But what? I don't understand how you ended up here, but everyone else ended up somewhere else. <laughs> did you hold on, Ethan? Did you see a clock? I did. Did you? You touched it, didn't you? I did. And the hands were at a little past ten and a little past four. No. The hands were a little past four and a little past eight. How long have you been here? Ten years, give or take. I I touched the clock and it sent us here. I look at... Did you guys? Did you touch the clock? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think I did. You guys uh, do remember that none of you actually never touched the clock and instead let the clock spin itself out until it launched you somewhere in time. Yeah, no, we, I didn't, we didn't touch anything. Um, and it launched us into way in the past France. In France? Yeah, that yeah. was where we found him. Yes. Wait. Yeah. Charlie got in the book. I don't I know guess. how. He was a full adult when we saw him. Kind of weird. That's so. Not then, how the do we? I'm gonna thing. really briefly. I'm gonna explain, like in detail, what he looked like. <clears throat> what he looked like in case we find him here and he's still an adult. So I, I'm gonna like explain that in detail to you. In case what, we find how, him. How did Hold you guys get here? Oh, we told someone to fuck off. They lost the game. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, some if devil you, had us trapped. If you guys, if you guys, I, I, this is the first thing that's happened to me. I just kind of opened up another book that wasn't supposed to be magical and ended up in here. But um, if you guys saw Charlie. Charlie's not Ethan's only kid. Because remember, guys, this is November 8th. So the new baby is here. Yeah. Um. Also, there was a devil that was trying to find Argos, and they couldn't find Argos, so he was looking for a closest relative, and I think that might be you. Yeah, the... I think what, what if, from... What have you been doing for... What have you been doing for 10 years? Waiting for you guys. Like, 
how have you what have you been doing here just sitting here no i haven't been sitting here um i obviously this is my home base um i've been taking various jobs nice uh apartment. thank you thank you uh hmm. Uh, it took a little bit and about uh, 200 billion to save up for this place. So, uh, you'll how much? I wish I had billion. that. Mo- I wish cheap. I had money. I don't yeah, have money me here. Too. Me oh. too. I'm I'm broke till payday. Argos, pull up their bank accounts. <laughs> Wait, what? Bro- Ethan's, the bro- <laughs> Ethan's Ethan's a broker. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you're not wrong. Wait, uh, you're the broker? The broker? I, I took the name the benefactor. I thought for sure Ben would catch on first, but since Ben, uh, broker, I guess is what I'll go with. Oh, your kid was the benefactor in the last place. So, he always did like the benefactor. When so I, I can him. borrow money then, you're saying? Um, actually, Caleb, come here, come here, and you walk over to the screen and you see, um, your name, and then you see another tag, um, that has, um, your name with, um, the letter B, or the letters BP on it next to it. BP. I'm gonna touch it. Uh, it shows you uh, as owner of Damn Media LLC, which still and exists all... in 2151. Have you guys not seen? And you guys look at like all the different spell like books and stuff that you guys get. It's all got the names and letters, acronyms attached to it. Oh, what uh, the? So, so I. We create so we're rich, rich. Oh, yeah. You, if you need funds, if you need more funds, you just access this, and then everybody else has got access to this as well. I mean, like to their own account tied to this business. I want to, I want to look at privately look at my account tied to that. Okay. You look at it, and there's an extra 2.2 trillion attached to it. You guys. You guys have extra books. You guys like the books, extra books, diet, you know, whatever. You guys are like media. So, so D&D still exists here. Yeah, it's how people pass time. They mostly go back into the past rather than focus on the future. Um, And we we are now the number one media company for D&D. Yeah, you can say that. Surpassing those other guys. Um, certain other guys still remain a big game, but they 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 have they have big they have their inspiration and other influences still. Obviously, their presence here. The main people are dead now. I mean, it's a hundred years in the future. Uh, uh, yeah, try like a hundred and twenty. But um, if you guys were. Uh, Do we have a ship? I have a ship, yes. What is the name of your ship? Do you guys really want to know the name of my ship? 
Please tell is me it's bread. Is it bread and cheese? It's probably the game or something. You guys <laughs> look and etched on the side of it, you see SB Scarlet Brigade. Oh, All right. Okay. Um, where? I'd be like, where, uh, where's the ship parked? Uh, in the spaceport. I'd be like, uh, here. Where can I go buy a ship? Uh, you hear Tier. Uh, unfortunately, this this space dock does not hold <laughs> a place where you can buy a ship. In order for you to buy a ship, you must go to the main hub, which is two point four billion light years away from here. Jeez, is, is there a quicker where way to get we? there? Are we still in the Milky Way? Um, Max, through your voice headset, goes, You are on the very edge of the Milky Way galaxy. Oh, you are approximately 5.5 billion light years away from the place you call Earth. We're very far from Earth, but we're still in the Milky Way, guys. Okay, good to know. Um, Ethan, is there any type of like quick travel where we can get to a place where we can buy a ship or build a ship? Uh, if you guys are, you guys can hit the uh, space reeds that will allow you to trans or travel great distances in a short amount of time. Okay. So, but That's for now, you you have a ship that we can utilize. Yeah. Now that yeah, you're with you guys, us. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. Obviously, we all need to get back home. We need to find out what happened to Pam. What happened to Kara? Kill a demon. Maybe. I don't know about any of that. I wasn't in France with you guys. Oh, a demon will die. Um. So, has there been anything weird going on here? A slight, long, drawn-out pause. Um, shortly after I got here, um, a person by the person calling himself the Emperor had shown up. Okay. His identity, his real name remains a mystery. Um, and he has taken control over half of the known Milky Way galaxy. The Emperor, you say? It, that's Almost what he like calls himself. Nobody's seen him? He has... His appearance is been seen. However, nobody can truly identify him personally. He's not, he doesn't happen to wear a long hooded black robe, does he? And you see as the screen changes from like your guys' name and other stuff, and it slides down and you see a gigantic figure of a person, of an individual, I will say, stands well over nine and a half feet tall, massive 
massively furred forearms with six six fingers on each of his at the end of each of his hands as he's adorned in heavy metal armor um and his face almost looks uh like animalistic with two massive tusks up coming out from the bottom of his beginning to come out the bottom of his mouth and just stand just beyond his upper lip okay he's some kind of an orc got yeah, it almost looks like a orc mixed with something else Ugh, he's ugly that's for sure wait 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 so do orcs exist here yeah do what fantasy- what do we what do we have going like on? are are there aliens here or are <laughs> I, I was good i was about to ask that too uh this is a primarily human space dock um you will find some individuals that are not human uh um but however, uh, and if you'd like to meet those people, I can set up, you know, meeting time, or you can wait and wait for the their ships to arrive on the dock. Do they have like material that we can just read really quick? Sure, uh, and walk over and there, grab a huge, massive volume off of the bookshelf, and I bring it over to you, Elliot. That says damn media on the bottom of it. I'm going to open it up and look at it and read it. You see, uh, uh, and it's almost like reading a guidebook. Um, uh, it's got humans listed on the front, what they like, what, you know, what they population kind of entails in the universe. You flip it mm-hmm. open and the next section deals with uh, people, that more, more or less space elves. Um, they call themselves Endwarven. Uh but uh, they have uh, their skin is my, is mainly of copper with golden ears and uh, but uh, definitely thin um, athletic builds. Okay. Do you keep reading or do you? Yeah. Okay, I want to get I like the, the most prominent species that we're going to cross paths with. I sent you a message to Ethan. It'll play into okay. that. Okay. Um, you um, flip open the next one, um, and you see standing, um, you see another human, you see kind of another human-esque furry, furred race, which is what the Emperor, you get the sense, they're a cross-hybrid between orc, um, orc-gorilla, and uh, one could would say ghoul, like almost, mm. and, and um, they are known in the they are known in the world. However, their population isn't nearly as numerous as humans, uh, but mm. they do have a presence here. Okay, what are they called? They are. Known as Fiorians, F U R I O R I A N S. Okay. Is there any and others? You um see um six more races in wow. there, um with predominantly known. Uh, you see um. Virali, 
uh, or Verily, excuse me, tall humanoids. Thank you. With tall humanoids with elongated limbs and elegant features, their skin shimmers with subtle metallic tones ranging from bronze to silver. Then you got um, Helians, which are medium-height humanoids with golden skin that seems to subtly radiate sunlight. Their irises appear like miniature suns. Ooh. Uh, they and they seem to kind of have a presence more along the lines of the humans. The Fiorians are the ones probably with the least amount of population out of all the races that I'm mentioning yeah. here. You have uh, Luperids, which are humanoid wolves mixed with or with a mix of fur and skin. Their eyes are keen and can range in color from amber to vibrant blue. You've got um, Chiropit or Chiropits? Chiropids. Chiropids, thank you. Sorry, Chirops. Uh, Chirops, thank you. Humanoids with bat like features, including membranous wings and large sensitive ears. You got um, uh, Slit Walkers, which are tall, slender, tall and slender with elongated limbs and fingers. Their skin is a muted palette of colors of, desert, of the desert, which range from sandy browns and pale golds. To dusky grays, their eyes are wide and reflect the colors of the oasis waters that that, are ran, that do appear in the desert. Hmm. Okay. And then finally, you see the stel- uh, the Stellari. Their skin has a shimmering dark blue hue, speckled with tiny luminescent dots that resemble stars. Hair tends to be silvery white or deep cosmic blue, often floated, floating as, as if weightless. Um, this race, um, a lot of people uh, look at them and view them as both mysterious and also beautiful. Okay. And these sound uh, like max some log awesome information. races. Wonder who wrote races. These are cool. <laughs> It's a mystery. You, you, uh, you see, you need to hear Max log in all that information for you. So now you have all those races logged into your system. Okay. Uh, Elliot, go ahead and have Max transfer to all of our helmets so that we yeah, can okay. spot them. Max transfer to allies information. And you, uh, go to, they transfer it to everybody, um, everybody in the room. Thank you. So, will our helmets be able to scan and identify these individuals? Some are more secretive than others. Are you talking to T or are you talking to... No, I'm talking to you out of character. Okay. Um, Out of character? uh, You get the sense that um, if people wish to remain their identities hidden, they can't... There's no way for your system to identify them. Um, If somebody wishes their identity to be known... The system will pick up on it. Wait, so you're saying that these are hidden races? Mm-hmm. Man, there must be a name for those things. That sounds cool. <laughs> you get the <laughs> you get the sense um, that the ones that re- that want to keep their identities hidden are called veil morphs, and the non-hidden ones you are called pure bloods. Yeah, you can also I, nickname I finally them created a name. Finally created oh, cool. a name for those. Mm. Like a few days ago. 
So you can the your system automatically flags them as veil as veils or pures depending on if they want to keep their identities hidden or secret. Okay. So does everybody base. speak the same language here too? Uh, most of them speak basic. However, each individual race has their own language that they speak to one another. However, it is common and polite practice that if you are speaking with someone of a different race that you speak in basic. And I'm assuming that if needed, our helmets can translate. It for the depends. most part. For the most part. However, um, because each language is so va uh, vastly diverse that in order for you to understand the language, you need to be around them a lot in order for your helmet to slowly translate and come up with the words. Um, it doesn't automatically pick up and auto-translate. It needs to time for it to understand the language. Okay, so here, uh, find, yes. find me any archival footage of any possible alien race uh that we do not understand the language for um on your own look through the footage compile the language and dialect and create a translating program understood think outside the box <laughs> this process will take me some time if that's, you that's if fine. you need me if you need me um uh, uh, tried to keep the distractions to a minimum. However, that's if you fine. need me, I will also I will always be there to help you. That's fine. Notify me when complete. Understood. Um, okay. All right. So, I think if we are going to get out of here and go back home, hopefully, we need to go find this guy. Yeah. Figure mm -hmm. out who this is. I'm okay, assuming I'm he has chopper. power. He holds tremendous power. Um, his fortress, um, his one of his many fortresses, um, is actually not that far away. Um, it is on a small, um, snowy planet. Uh, some depends on which race you want to call it. Uh, humans, we just call it Sector Twenty Seven. Uh, hmm. I call it. I call it the frozen wasteland of. I call it the frozen Arctic wasteland of doom. But you know they can't. They won't put that in. They won't. Uh, put all right. Yeah, Sector twenty seven is a little easier to say. So, yeah. all right. I guess before we go, let's go visit a, a sword shop because apparently there's a yes. sword shop here. There's several. What is the best one? Uh, this one and your helmet your helmet kind of closes just for a second and it points to a sword store that is literally just outside of this apartment and across the street okay, okay. now before before we do that this apartment's not that big uh we need a base of operations i mean if you're looking for a ship i was gonna say you can you guys can use the ship it's big yeah company. but it, it's yeah, the ship's okay, but we need a place to be able to come and be secluded. I'm sure we could find a nice warehouse somewhere on the edge of town. Uh, they don't have warehouses here. They have um, warehouses in the future? 
my my AI is busy. Somebody ask your AI for the largest abandoned place for sale. I'll do it. Quintus. Yes, Ben. Uh, I need you to search uh, real estate databases and find a large secluded abandoned place that we can go to. Ben, I have found a place that would be suitable to your needs. However, when my initial scan of you, um, I'm just giving you for a warning, you may not like this place. Why do you say that? The place is called the Arachnid. Continue searching for other places that do not involve spiders at all whatsoever. Understood. I have come up with two other possible locations. Okay, what are they? One is called the Outback, and the other is called the Mountainous Retreat. The Outback? Is that like a strip? Like, is it a steakhouse? Do we get, do we get steak? <laughs> and... uh, tell me about this mountain plate. The Mountainous Retreat. And it, and it shows on your screen what this place looks like. It literally is a house on the side of one of the two mountains in the area um, known for its uh, known for its beauty and natural place of relaxation. A lot of people rent this place as an, like a holiday get retreat. However, due to its distance away from anything attract, like any sort of attraction, um, the business or the house is now up for sale for 2.2 billion dollars so Jesus. call somebody contact caldwell banker and <laughs> the real estate still exists there's there's an alien real estate agent if uh, you, banker will never go out of business no they won't they, they've been in business for so long they if you wish to buy the house the contact the owner contact info is below and it you it'll hook you up with the direct line uh, what's the Outback place like? And it turns it to um, a when you're here, big, your family oh, house wrong on one. the backside. It seems like this house borderlines between um, the forest edge um, and the dry, dry desert sitting on the backside. Um, this place is known more for people wanting to go into the desert to ride. Um, kangaroos different vehicles or take their uh animals out for a nice good long run without interfering with people in society however you get the however it is also far away from society so a lot of people as of late have been wanting to move closer into the city which is why this place is also up for sale are there stingrays i'll back uh Steve unfortunately Irwin. there is stingrays Steve Irwin. Stingrays are land, a land-based animal. Stingrays no. are puppies. Stingrays, um, stingrays kill people. Yeah, but I thought yeah, they but were Steve Irwin wants to hate them. Yeah, that's um, true. I say we go with the mountain one. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I share the I share the info with everybody, and I say I go to internal comms. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the mountain retreat is the best. Uh, plus, we can probably land the ship around there, and nobody will see it. And let's go ahead and use a business account. I'm sure Pam won't care. Um, let's, yeah, but just make sure we keep the receipt. Let Let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and tell your AI to make the purchase using the business account. Okay. Quintus, uh, contact the realtor, transfer the money, and the and so the deed, and we're purchasing it. Unfortunately, this requires a personal phone call between you and the current homeowner. Fine, <sighs> I'll call. One Argus you... Smith. Do you want Who? me to call him? No, Argus I got Smith. it. Argus Smith. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll do it. No, that's fine. I'll do it. Uh, all right, connect me to Argus Smith. You hear the dial-up tone. <laughs> then you can hear the, like, somebody picking up. Yes? Who is this? How did you get my number? Is that Corden? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, um, I'm calling in, re in regards to the Mountain Retreat property you have for sale. The Mountain Retreat? Who you wish to, you wish to rent it or buy it? Uh, I'll, I'll purchase it right out. Okay. Well, because you are wanting to buy this property, I'll give you to a low price of $2.2 billion. Talk him down. Um, I mean, this place the, is kind of... the only ones. I was about to say, this place is kind of out of the way. I mean, I was thinking more along the lines of $1.4 I mean, it's kind of out there. <laughs> we have to bring off... Persuasion. You're trying to actively talk him down. Yeah, let's go. This is Corton. It's Corton. I bet you any money. Do you look uh, at his profile pick? Those dirt. Yeah, look at look at the profile pick. <sighs> look, my dice no, are cursed. Use your AI to look at the profile pick. What's your What's your roll? Uh, hold on. Did I even roll the right? Maybe, yeah, maybe I, I should have talked to him. Uh, actually, hold on, uh, GM. Let me re-roll because I used the wrong dice. Okay. Convenient. I I swear before all that is holy, uh, that it was the wrong dice. Uh, five out of eight. I. Hmm. One point four is still a lot of money. Um. I mean, let's be honest. How many other other offers do you, are you? And getting? we're doing this sight unseen. Yeah, we're not. We're not asking for a tour. Just the moment I give you the money, transfer the deed to me. One point four billion. One point eight. One point four. One point eight. Here. Kent, are are we able to hear this? Is this like through? Is, if, ben, if Ben is talking comms? directly into his comms, you guys cannot hear this going on. Ben, uh, I'm assuming that you're gonna relay what he's saying. Can you uh, transfer to an ex external comms? Uh, one moment, uh, Mr. Smith. I I hit the conference a uh, conference call. I I mute him and I say, Quintus, connect Caleb to this call. Make it a conference call. Connecting Caleb to this call. Um, Mr. I Smith, is it? Uh, mute. What? 
yes. Uh, my name is Caleb. Um, I'm not oh, sure shit. if if oh, you've heard. One point four. One point four is fine. One point four is fine. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Uh, one point four. It is. Uh, we'll go ahead and send that transfer over if you can send the deed. The deed I, uh, is. It shows up on Ben's screen. I transferred money. Transferred over. All right. So I'm assuming you're not living in the house currently. Nope. Nobody's lived in the house. Last visitor was over three months ago, and I cleaned it after they left. Uh, you guys can live there now. Bye. And the line goes dead. I want to look up his profile picture. It's a helmet of a red dragon-esque looking. It's Corton. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, okay. Hold on, hold on. Why why did he auto- immediately agree when he heard my name? Well, um uh, Tier, I know you're busy, but please do a record search for my name. How quickly do you need this information? Right now. Pause the pause the data mining and give me the search. And you pull up, and what you have is a list of records, um, financial records. Um, it also lists um, numerous names over the years. Um, it has Caleb is the one most like you have used. However, there is one additional name that goes by and it was from the year 2141 to 2151, November 7th. And then once November 8th of 2151 hit, Maresh changed back to Caleb. Okay. Do I see anything that would make my name mean something to people? No. It looks like for a time period, um, the names, Caleb and Maresh kind of interchangeably throughout the years. But mainly from 2141 to 2151, it was as Maresh. But then... Yet until uh, t- November 7th of 2151, the name was Maresh. November 8th, 2151, it changed back to Caleb. Does Maresh mean anything to people? Um, you get the sense that Maresh holds some power here. Um, uh, while your funds and stuff remain the same, however, they were once labeled as Keen under or Keen of the Mountain for a time. Um, however, since then, the kingdom has dissipated, but the title remains the same, but more as a like um, one would say, My name is Mr. Something. This title is more of an introductory thing. If people know what mountain, it carries a little bit more weight. But as of this time, nobody knows what mountain it carries. 
So, guys, apparently before this, I also won as Maresh. Hmm. And Maresh carries a little bit of weight. So, perhaps we should continue to introduce me as Maresh. I'm still not sure. I, I guess because that's Corden, the whole Maresh thing. I'm assuming that he knew who I was, so that's why he agreed. Yeah, but he also kind of sounded scared of you. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe maybe that'll get us to where we need to be to find this guy. Yeah. We should keep Hopefully. going. Scary people have powerful enemies, though. Yeah. yeah. Nothing we, Look nothing we can't. Nothing we can't handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, a slight pause, Chris, as um, they Cleopatra comes back with a full list of your records. I'm gonna. By they the way, I'm gonna the... have Tier continue data mining. Yep. Uh, and you get the sense that once he had released the information, he had started resumed. Chris, like yours, you're, but all the way dating back to 1832 is when funds were placed into your account, funds that were hardly even touched during the times of the, in France. These funds stayed stagnant until, um, and stayed about the same, but they increased their value, their worth increased as the years went by. The name on the account, however, Changed from many names. It went from Ab Abner, Abin, Abin. Oh yeah, that was before you joined to, us, wasn't it? To Roran, to Sobek, Roran the second, and then back to Chris as of November eighth. 2151. So, okay, so with Chris's search, we can assume that every person that we've created or played exists in wherever we are. So, probably, maybe because of the company and all of that, that that's why they exist, or maybe some sort of magic brought these names to life, and it's almost like an alternate version of us. Possible. So that means Ben is Salik. <laughs> um, <laughs> Belvis. Jarden. So, and then whatever your fucking elephant was. Because Kali's not under one of my names. Maybe it's only certain ones. Maybe. Ones that made the biggest impact. You gotta think that all of those ones listed made the biggest impact on our original story. True. Which means Salik doesn't exist. Because he doesn't matter. So, 
Belvis may not exist either. Um, but okay, so here's what we do. We bought that place. Um, let's. I would say let's go ahead and let's see if we can find where to find this governor. Yeah. I I think it's gonna be a little, huh? Governor, or whatever you his mean name the emperor. was. Emperor, emperor, yeah. Higher <laughs> um, than the gov- than a governor. Um, I think it's gonna be a little too much for our uh, in helmet AIs. I think we need a data mining system, possibly in the new place, to go ahead and see if we can figure out where he is, yeah. or maybe we just. Go old school and just ask around. Maybe there's See an information broker here. There could be. I mean, we could just ask around and if I mean if we tip somebody off and he reveals himself, then that's a good thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why don't you and Ben go to the new place, get that diamond that data mining thing going? Um obviously I want unless you want to come with me to a blade shop, Caleb. I mean I would like to have a sword. I think I'll everybody go. would like to have a sword. I'll see what they got there. <laughs> All right, let's let's go ahead and go to the best swordsmith. Okay. Um, you guys leave leave the apartment um, for safety reasons. Uh, I stay behind. Um. You guys go down, you guys go to the store, and you see in bright, um, you see in bright gold letters, um, you see Smith's Smithing. Um, That's so original. I know, right? And you guys go into the store, and you see various weapons and armor on display. Um, You see... um, uh, guns in one section of the store. You see armor in another section of the store, and almost kind of like tucked back in this back corner, you see um, swords, but they're spelled like um, like with a Z instead of an S. So they're Z W O R D S, and uh, they are ranged almost like in a six foot by eight foot deep column. Um, ranging in different color blades and sizes. Uh, and um, as you guys make your way there, you hear, um, uh, you see a voice, you hear a voice. Good day, fine customers. What brings you into my store? And you turn around and seeing behind you is a very old uh, human woman. Okay, ma'am, I am looking for... I'm not sure if you have this. I've heard about them. Um, I'm not sure if you have them or if they can be made. But I'm looking for basically a metal hilt that's sort of hollow inside and a button and a projected laser comes out. Hey, it's the future. Maybe uh, like, I'm saying of, this. Of, in, 
like I'm saying this in the like I'm say. saying saying this in the comms. Hey, it's the future. Lightsabers may exist. Yeah. She looks directly at you and then looks at the rack behind you. And then back Do I to see you. do I see one? Yeah. I mean she makes it very obvious. She just is like looks at you. I absolutely want to buy one. I will, then looks at I the rack you. behind you and you do realize I actually make all of you guys make observation checks. Eight out of eight. Chris, are you blind? A one. Five out of eight. Okay. And Ben. I'm just distracted by the pretties to understand them, okay? Two out of four. Two out of four. Okay. Uh, Caleb, you when you she makes the eye movement, you look over and you see that among the rack of swords, you see one of them is brightly kind of humming. And you look at all of them. In fact, the light coming from the case is all the different colors. Just vibrantly like like the owner of this shop, whoever like she took time in presentation and the case itself begins to shed different colors as they go through. Um, I'm going to find a red one. Uh, you look through green, purple, black, silver, orange. And then at the far end is a, there's two red ones. One. Go ahead. One red, one black. Okay. You grab the black blade. Gotta have the dark Black handled. There, uh, the handle is about, is a hand and a half length for the handle. So you can put, like, either make it one-handed, or if you need it for more power and sturdiness, you could make it, yep. Um, you, uh, you, it's very light, um, and, but as soon as you grab a hold and take it out of the case, the blade shrinks back down into the sheath, um, and the, and you look at the homeowner, the homeowner, and the owner of the shop, eh, for safety purposes, outside of the case, outside of the case, I can't have Sweeney a sword around. Okay, are these, like... DNA locked, fingerprint locked. Like, as soon as I buy it, we'll put my fingerprints in and I'm the only one that can use it, kind of thing. Uh, yes, that's how this works. My swords come back with a lifetime guarantee, meaning that if these one of these swords breaks, you bring it back to me and I'll fix it right up there for you, pretty. Perfect. How much for these two? She looks at you and, uh, she, um, and she, she goes, do you plan to barter with me? Or if I tell you a price, it's a fixed point. Depends on how good your prices are. I mean, there are other stores around here. Very true. And I, I do own a big business around here. Um, and she looks around. Um, and she looks. And you, when you look around and uh, she gives you. The black one is. 20,000. The red one is 50. The reason why the red one's a little bit more expensive is the crystal is very hard to mine and get that color just 
absolutely right. So 20 and 50. How about 60 for both? Get, get how, me about, a... how about 55? And I'll throw in this and holds out a small um, metal piece um, that seems to plug in both ends. Oh, does it look like the both the metal piece connects the two? Yep. Okay. Sure. Fifty five and that piece that works for me. And she hands you, and she, um, and she points to, and you see a console kind of open up, and as you see a handprint with a microphone attached to it. I'm gonna do that and say my name. Okay, um, fifty-five thousand. And you see the and you see the red one get selected out. Um, when you look at the red one, uh, the first the one that gets picked out for you is another hand and a half uh, handle straight edge sword, uh, Zord. Uh, however, the back other one is a curved handled almost scimitar, curved handled scimitar esque look, like Dooku esque. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then looks to the three of you. Um, do any of you wish to purchase a Zwar today? Yeah, I want one. I, I really like I, to purchase. I love that I got a cheaper amount and an extra item because I said <laughs> 60 and she said 55 and I'll throw this in. <laughs> I don't know if that was a mistake on Ethan's part or her part. She looks over at uh, she looks over at you, Caleb, and she goes, everything I do is for a good reason. And she looks over at Elliot and she goes, um, which one are you, which green one are you looking at? Um, I'll look between them and I want to try to figure out which one will be the easiest for me to like switch between like my shotguns and it. If there's any that'll be like faster to grab. Put it on your shotgun. Yeah, Turn is there light, like a way for me to connect a it? light a lightsaber into <laughs> freaking she, mounted on a gun? <laughs> and she goes, and she looks at you, and she goes, "You are a shotgun there." Yeah, you're a shotgunner. Mm-hmm. She um, and she picks out um three zwards of different greens one is a very dark emerald green one is what she calls spring leaf green and then finally the green of what you would get is like a poison like poison dark like a poison-esque kind of a sickly green that one's probably the one that matches like my tattoo and like the scale look right Almost to a T. Yeah, I'll go with that one. And she she looks over, she reaches out, and she she grabs that one and flips it over to you. And you notice that in one swell, small motion, as she hands over that to you, you see an attachment um, for your shotgun already on the handle of the of the sword. It is um, a single handed sword. Um, but they, you notice that when she put it on the attachment for the shotgun, that the blade instantly streaks down to about from a standard meter in length to about 
half of a meter that you could attach to the end of your shotgun to make okay like, so it's like them blades that you put underneath the shotguns right that's yep. kind of what i wanted okay yeah yep. yeah yeah okay how much for that <laughs> one she looks at you and she goes twenty thousand. okay that's fine by me the the handprint and the microphone open up. Yep, I put my handprint on and I uh, say my name. And, um, uh, uh, and the the this ward is now yours. And then looks awesome. to Ben I'm and connect it right away. You connect it right away. Yeah. And you notice that when you, um, when it when it shrinks back down, it incorporates this saber or this ward in it. And it makes it just a little bit bigger, but not so much like uncomfortably bigger. Okay. And I want to put that on my um, automatic shotgun, not the heavy one. It's like the grenade launcher, if it'll fit on that one. If not, the other one's fine. No, it, it could be used on either one. Okay. Turns to Chris and Ben. Oh, yes. Okay. I'd like to... So, tell me, do you have a sword here that can resist these uh, light swords that everybody else has? Why would I make a sword that resists the other swords? No, just uh, just to be uh Are be you different. planning on betraying us? I, I have to make these by hand and also with every other single weapon in this building and every single bullet in this building. That takes a lot you. of time and effort there. Uh, I, if if you, I'm just asking, do you? No. Okay, then I'll take one of these light swords, I guess. Maybe uh, two or short Zord. ones. Zords. The Zords. Zord. I'm sorry. Zords. And Z, because she's cool. Zords. Zords. She. She looks. She looks to you and says, "Which one were you looking at?" Uh, do you have any ones that we can consider uh, short swords? And there's a shelf that opens up underneath the regular size ones, all ranging in different colors. However, there is no red ones. All right. Uh, do you have two yellow ones? And two yellow ones open up. Hand, hand lawn hilts. Um, the blades are about half a meter in length. So I show those. Yeah. Uh, sorry guys, Star Wars nerds here. Yeah, this is what I we take, did. I take I take one, and then I'm like, I need a, a regular, and I'll take a another regular Zord, but same color. Um, and the, the middle one exactly in the middle opens up. Um, hand and a half handle. Okay. I take that one, and I'm like, I'll take these two. Uh, that together will be 30,000. 30, I, I I agree. Put my hand... More. No. Um, put my handprint down, and I say my name, and transfer... Okay. Then turns to Chris. The one I'm who wanted to come it. here that gets to go last. I know... Um, so I have a question, man. 
can the are these just swords or they can turn into like spears or anything? Actually, kind of weapon? Zords. 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 I'm sorry. They correct me. I'm sorry. Any of these zords turn into more than just a zord, like a spear or something. You, different you, form. I was told you guys were looking at the zords or looking for zords. If you were looking for something else, like what, what kind of weapon are you looking for? Like a halbert? Uh, yeah, you know, or a spear. I, I kind of keep my range, but I need something with me that I can either keep people at distance or be able to pull out real quickly just to defend myself. Uh, uh, so, uh, something with reach and something that can defend you from danger. Yes. Uh, you drive a very, you're a very difficult one. And she stabs her cane directly into the ground and makes a slight turning motion. And you watch as the counter with the zwords disappear. And in peering is a list of uh, these, um, of di these weapons of spear-looking type. Um, but the counter with the sh with the sword or dagger swords still remain underneath these ones. I call these ones spheres. All right, I'll take one of these spheres in blue and one of the short sword, so swords in white. Well, silver. And the silver, silver one pops up and then a blue one detaches. Detaches and they both lay out there before you. How much? 40. The sphere is very hard to make. I understand this, and I'll say my put my hand on the name uh, thing and say my name. Okay, you Quick go ahead. You go ahead. you say, it and the funds go through, and you now own those. Quick thing, ma'am, before we get out of your hair, is you're in my hair. Uh, before we stop bothering you, um, does the name Maresh mean anything to you? The old king of the mountain. Oh. You know him. It was. Oh yes, I know him. Uh... What would you like to know about him? What happened to him? He disappeared. Nobody really knows what happened. Has anybody ever seen him? Do you know what he looks like? Oh, I saw him back in my day. Then again, I was just a. Young stable girl in charge of maintaining one of their automatons. I believe that one was called Nothing. I'm going to say into the comms quietly, guys, should I show her my face to see if she reacts? Uh, maybe not. The shock might kill her. See if I am a rush to them. Ask if he's good, maybe first. Did you like? Did you like Maresh? Oh, I served in the, I served in his court. Of course, I like Maresh. He treated me with fair and respect, though he did drink a lot of mead. See, it sounds like they know that that are Maresh, not you, Maresh. So maybe that's yes, but I I created Maresh. I played Maresh. Maybe. Yeah. It's yeah, me, and I, I more or less designed him after me, minus the no hair. 
Yeah. I sigh, take off my helmet just to see how she reacts. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the button so my helmet comes back. Are you a Puri or a Veily? Oh, I'm a pure. Um really quick, and I'm going to use something that I have to cover my hair almost so like you obviously when somebody has hair it completely changes the way they look so I'm going to cover my hair and see if she reacts she pauses as if trying to gather memories from an old forgotten time as she looks at you and you do look almost like him but It's still not quite the same. Well, what if I speak like this? Man, you must have been listening up to his voice recording so much, man. He sounds, you sound just like him. Well, I love women and ale and more women. And especially sound, more ale. You, you sound almost exactly like him, but you don't look anything like him. I, I had to change a bit. I am King Moresh. And with that, Caleb, your vision turns white. The fuck? Okay. What? And <laughs> I'm blind. I can't see. And a shadow appears off a gigantic shadow arms crossed but you realize they're sitting on top of a battle axe and they look to you and with almost a strong kind of like strong commanding voice do you really seek to take the range of Moresh? Uh, yeah, I kind of created him. And you watch as the shadow disappears. And in front of this old woman, you watch as her face changes from one of trying to remember to one recognizing and giving a small courtesy bow to you. Before she gets back up and your appearance changes back to. I'm going to your... touch the top of my head. Do I feel hair? You feel hair. You feel your hair. Okay. <gasps> Wait. Oh, shit. Fresh is my hidden race. Um... Moresh is my hidden race. I'm not a pure. That makes you me watch question as, myself. You watch as the lady turns and kind of looks back towards you and her appearance also changes. Except her features are a little bit more elongated. Her ears are long, almost bunny-like. Mm -hmm. 
and you realize that Golly. you are looking at the old pirate bunny captain. Oh, no. Ethan's character. Yep. That was Ethan's character. Oh. At first, Before. I thought it was going to be the hag. Yeah, me too. Does that make me sappy? I I think that's the reason that these records are coinciding with ours is because we're actually veils in this world. Elliot, when you ask that question, your vision turns to white. We're veils, guys. And standing before you in a shadow is the outline and the appearance <laughs> of Safi. Absolutely. Yep. With yep. her hands almost resting on top of her <laughs> lawn sword. And as soon like she doesn't even get the question out and you're already yep. Her shadow <laughs> Absolutely. Her shadow, yep. Her shadow disappears and your appearance changes. You have shorter, like you have you your appearance changes to one of almost looking exactly like Safi, how Safi would look for an instant before disappearing. Okay. Do we see all this? Yes. Uh, I have my helmet on, so I don't. Oh, know. if she had, uh, or excuse me, if they had their helmet on, no then you would not see Elliot's. However, because Caleb had his off, you saw Caleb's. Oh. Guys, I just changed too. I changed to who? Change? Safi. Ben. What? Say that you want to be Belvis. I'm assuming that's your favorite one that you created. Yeah. Uh, Say that I you want to be Belvis. I want to be Belvis. Your Wait. vision changes. Is your helmet on? No, I took it off. Okay. Oh God, is he going to be on my fish? Can you breathe? <laughs> yeah, you remember, breathe? we, we made it so Belvis could. Oh, that's right. Two okay. figures standing before you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Give him a choice. You see one wearing robes of green and brown, feathered almost, but holding a staff. <laughs> the other one is has, and these are shadows that you can make out a little bit, but to identify between the two, the other one appears to be wearing armor with two swords. <laughs> I, I look, I go toward the one with the armor. He met the one with the robes. No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> and he trips and falls into the one with the robes. No. And the no. shadow disappears. And Ben. Your appearance changes to one of a fish. Right. Even what with the? with even with like the catfish type whiskers. Did Belvis have that any of those? Uh, Belvis was more akin to like a 
a fighting fish type of look. Oh, okay, got you. Then wait, um, does, does his accent change? If he talks during the very brief time that he's as Velvet. Talk. What the bloody hell is? What yep, is your this? accent changes. <laughs> Chris. Who am I? Chris. Yes, I'm here. Am I Sobek? Sobek? Your vision fades. Foreshadows stand before you. Oh. I mean, you had a lot of characters. I had a lot, too. You and your damn low rolls. (laughs) Okay, but... uh, And Elliot, I don't want to take away from your character choices, but I thought you... That uh, Willow and... uh, Safi became one. I yeah, thought. they are yeah, kind of the same. But I also thing. had uh, Moira at one point. Oh, that that's Safi right. Anyway. My bad. I forgot. Gonna, I she would have. Anyway. Yeah, they would. They would have picked Safi anyways. Yeah, I would have. And standing before you, too many. Characters. You see a tall figure. <laughs> Their hand on top of a very large mace or warhammer. That's so bad. Oh, okay. I'm going to go out and do that shadow. Disappears. And whereas probably out of the remaining people, probably Elliot probably experienced some discomfort with their horns. It's going to hurt. You, however, scales and the snout and the teeth. You, however, probably have the most painful as your oh. face transforms into a dragon face, All one right. with white scales and teeth. Um, your breath becomes instantly cold for like all of a few seconds before it, you go back to Chris. So, so funny oh. enough, I've been, I've been watching Superman and Lois and uh, the son uh, in Superman and Lois, the son talks about getting his eyes and somebody asked him what it feels like. He said it's like chewing wintergreen gum all the time. So I'm assuming that's what it would feel like to you. Yeah. Okay. So that we hurt. are all veils here. Mm. It appears so. Going on, man. This shit's you, getting weird. You you take a good look around, and you guys are back to your normal appearances. Um, I'm gonna put my helmet back on. Same. Your helmet goes back on, and so does Ben's. Um, you guys look. Um, you guys are still maintaining your appearances. The lady has all of a sudden you find yourself standing outside of her store as she has closed down for the night. She pushes out as we are transforming. What the <laughs> heck? Why are uh, we just oops. inside? Oops. Max, well, is it better to be I a mean, mirror or a veil? Are you saying right now in this moment in time, or are you referring to this spaceport, or are you referring to just like in this whole universe? Uh, socially in the areas we are in right now and the area that is our destination. 
Hey, Ethan, I'm gonna send you a message really quick. Okay. Veils are normally accepted here. However, and there's like a section of the city that is blackened out. Um, this area is tend to be more distant and away from veils. I would avoid this area if you wish to avoid conflict. I'm gonna copy that information and send it to everybody on our helmets. And everybody's got it. Kind of marker maps if we have maps. Okay, so uh, not friendly to us. So, okay, listen. Or just be self. So I. This is crazy. So everything that we have created and written has come true here. Oh boy. So I created veils and morphs or veils and pures. I created all of this. You created your characters, but these are all coming true. So I know if this is stuck true that pures hate veils most of them okay they believe that they should be eradicated so probably best unless absolutely necessary that we keep our veils to ourselves and we let tell everybody we're pures unless they have okay. some device that can scan and figure it out I'm not sure. I've never created something like that, but... Well, considering this place seems to... You may have created this thing, but I get a funny feeling... We, uh, this place took out on a life of its own, so... Assume nothing, you know, vigilant. Alright, so... Let's all go to the new place we just bought, and let's set up the computer to do some data mining and see if we can find the emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, a gun range on there so we can practice. Do you I'm think... sure we can create something. Let's go to the ship because that's how, that's the only way we're going to get there. Shit can't well, yeah. walk. Can't walk. Well, there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Should that was we get our, much, our friend to come with us so that he is there instead of uh, oh. the department. Yeah, you we mean, should probably you mean eat Ethan. Yeah, well, he didn't want to say his name in public, so. Ethan. Oh, well. The benefactor. Uh, no, the broker. Yeah, the yeah, broker. The broker. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's go, let's get, go get him. We, we, it's kind of his ship, anyways. Yeah. Would be a little awkward to take his ship without him. You know, <laughs> it'd be awkward just to steal a ship that wasn't planned to be stolen. Well, I mean, it's not without precedent. Um, I mean, if I remember correctly, you guys are used to stealing ships that you weren't meant to steal. So, uh, are you still on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a hundred and twenty years later. Yes, not from our friend. Uh, hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty years later. Yes. Uh, All right, so we're going to. Go back, get you, Ethan, and take the ship and go to the new hideout. Okay. Go to, let's call the hideout the Scarlet Tavern. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Even though we have, the clientele is literally only us. That's fine. I can drink, an, I can transform into Marush and drink plenty. You guys make your way back to the apartment 
complex. Um, make all of you guys make observation checks for me. Since my saying. Oof. Nope. I'm blind. I'm sorry, you said roll what? Observation checks. Two out of eight. Okay. Four out of eight. Five out of eight. Three okay. out of four. Okay. Ben, you notice it first. However, <clears throat> Caleb or uh, Elliot and Chris are not far behind. It is eerily quiet. Right, right around the building. Hey. Like you can almost you can almost feel a heavy presence on this building. I look to the others and to Caleb specifically and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna." And I and I pull out my gun, my pull pistol, out the handgun. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pull out my shotgun. Button. I look to everybody. I look to everybody. Uh, Chris, maintain calm so we know we're actually, uh, Ethan, is there, or GM, is there a way that I can put, I'm, I'm assuming trackers are kind of like tracker beacons are kind of common. Is there a way that we can put a tracker beacon that only we can locate on Chris so we can see where he is? So we don't when shoot. he goes, yeah. So we don't accidentally you, you shoot him. You look when you look over at Chris, Ben, and Elliot through your visor. They line up as blue. Okay, so we can see it. Their, their outlines are lab, are like blue. When somebody uh-huh. else, if if you were to, uh, you noticed this earlier when you were walking through town. Um, any unfamiliars were in a orange color. Like you don't know if they were friend or foe. And then we're assuming that it, when we, I would assume that when we do know that enemies would show up red. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we can see Chris. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Ben. I'm gonna take point. You sure you don't want me to do it? I'm the assaulter. Okay. So I'm gonna go I... ahead and put the pistol away, and I'm gonna pull out the rifle. With that being close quarter, I'm just gonna pull out both handguns. I'll bring out. I'll pull out my shotgun. Okay. I'm just gonna follow behind with my automatic shotgun. And okay. I'm gonna go ahead and look to Ben. And we're gonna go ahead and start making entry. Okay, I'm you make entry in. to the bottom level. Um, uh, before there was somebody constantly moving or people talking. There's nobody in sight as you make your way through the bottom level. You go to the elevator. Um, you go to hit the button. No lights. Are there stairs? Stairs, uh, stairs are located about 30 feet to the left. As much as I don't want to take the stairs, everybody. Uh, who's in the back? Elliot? Um, I have shotguns, so I kind of pictured it like you take a point and me and Ben next to each other, but behind you. So what the way we do stairs, and I'm going to quickly explain this to everybody with having the most tactical experience. We're going to have me in the front taking points. When we move upstairs, stairs are a fatal funnel. We don't mm. want to stay in there long. So uh-huh. we, need, we also need someone to cover our six, cover the rear. You with your shotgun, you can do that. You're going to kind of walk backwards, walk up the stairs, constantly look up and down. As we come up the stairs, we're going to pie up the stairs and always keep an eye up. 
watch for doors, watch for everything. And it, we have to keep going. If we stop, we die. Okay. So we, we need to get the back of them. So I'm going to do that quick lesson really quick. And I'll say over time, we can obviously Ben and I can train you guys on how to do this, yeah. but really quick, let we're go ahead and I'm going to motion for Ben to open the door to the stairs. Okay. I door, uh, I'm assuming this door pulls, goes inward, swings in, right? Like pulls yes. to us. Yeah. Okay. So look to Caleb. I mouth three, pull the door open. And I'm gonna... first thing, the first thing you notice as soon as you open the door, you hear a loud <laughs> resonate throughout the entire stairway. Up and that? down. Just this loud <laughs> noise. Inter- I'm using internal comms to Caleb's like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. I and it's you echoing. you um you know that 36 was on the third floor. Um, you are uh, the like the single numbers. So like one or 11, 12, 13. So know that you have to go up two flights of stairs. Um, you hit the first step and uh, you look up and you see standing on the railing of the third floor. You see a four armed uh, black furred Furian standing right there um what the the video failed to show you was the long snake-like tail that comes out the back of them and ends with a rattle as soon as you enter that stairwell you yeah you you, uh you hear and then you hear the door and they you hear the door open and shut back again really quick. So Shit. they went through a door? They went through the third level door. Okay, so... Step, when you hit the stairs and looked up, he was sitting right there looking down into the stairwell, almost as of waiting for you guys to show up. All right, we, we've been Shit. spotted. Let's move, move, move. move, move. And yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and wind our way up, watching doors. I'm, and then, I'm, doing, I'm covering the other end of the stairwell, keeping and it And I'm going to go ahead and get up, and I'm going to motion for Ben to enter as I open the third level door. You go to open the third level door. I need a brawn check from you. Good thing I'm master of this. Six out of eight. You go to pull open the door and you see on the other side, you see um, you see um, a massive paw-like thing reach out and grab the door and attempt to pull it back in really quick thinking by you you quickly push pull the you you pull you push on the door really quick so you jam their fingers in the door before pulling it back out um because you hear a loud ah! as they let go of the door and standing in front of you with one of their hands clutched into their chest you see the same fiorian that was trying to keep you guys from entering and holding a pistol um uh he he didn't expect you to pinch his fingers so he kind of Further retreats down the hall, and as he does, um, he turns back and and fires off three or four quick shots. I need from you guys really quick. Wait, he can see me? Uh, He just fired four shots back behind you. I need you guys to make 
um, brawn checks as you guys are going to attempt to dodge out of the way. He just fired four shots at random down the hall. <laughs> Talking. There we go. Eight out of eight. Out of okay. three out of eight. Three out of seven yeah, out of eight. Out of ten. Okay. Out of what? Seven out, out of eight. No, 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 Chris. Oh, Five sorry. out of ten. Five out of ten. Okay. Um, the first shot, and Caleb, it kind of just bounces off, and you. It just bounces off really quick. The second shot goes by, goes by uh, Ben, and he kind of just ducks under really quick. The third shot um, glances off one of Chris's shoulder pauldrons. The fourth shot coming straight for Elliot. Before you hear a ferocious roar, Elliot, you know this as Safi's own rage roar. As the bullet stops, literally within it, within a couple of inches of hitting you square in the chest as it seems to just take the bullet and just almost like biotically just take the bullet and throw it up against the opposite door. Um, you get the sense that if you change and you Safi, you gain access to biotic powers. I'm going to change and I'm going to try to lift that motherfucker up and hold him in the air. Um, go ahead and then make a biotic check for me. Okay. That's legendary. As I got a one. Ugh. You go <laughs> to lift him up. You go to lift him up, and he kind of, kind of twists, twists, and conforms into the air. But as he looks down the hall, he sees three of you guys, and he just goes, "Uh." But as soon as he makes eye contact with Elliot, sheer panic crosses his face as he lands and then darts out a near, darts into a nearby room. Um, as you guys are making your way down the hall, you can hear windows the window crashing um, the back window and you realize he jumped out the window. And when you guys approach the window, you can see him physically gliding like by his own powers flying off into the space. Okay, this is port. all very new, but I can try to float us down. I'm going to quit. No, 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 no. We're not, guns. we're not chasing after him. No, leave him. him. No, leave him. We don't need to draw attention to us. We need to find Ethan. Yeah. All right. I moved. Uh, I moved. Go to thirty six. I go. go 36. I go there. Still clearing. You. Yep. You go to thirty six. Uh, the front door is kicked in. Has been kicked in. Uh, kind of broken in two. Uh, you go in. You see um a hand console beeping. Beep 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 beep. I go over to the console and activate it. You. T uh. You and Caleb touch the console and it gives you directions to the ship. Um, and you can see a tracker that has, that says Ethan, um, making his way towards the ship. Um, and it gives you directions of how to get there. All right. I want to go ahead and wipe, see if I can wipe everything from these computers. I assume Ethan has a backup. Our AIs have backup. So I want to wipe everything from these computers before we head towards the ship. When you touched it, a timer countdown begins and it's. 10 minutes. Uh, well, I'm assuming that's going to explode. Let's get out of here, guys. And Everybody I'm, I'm going to run. Yep. You guys make your way um, to outside of the building. Um, you guys, the suits also give you uh, a little bit of a speed of enhancement. So you guys are jogging at the speed of a marathon or of a uh, Olympic sprinter sprinting at full. 
I'm Usain uh, say, Bolt, everybody. As you guys are <laughs> able to clear um, the building and have that map laid out for you guys by a good 400 yards before you hear a... a as Whoa. the window surrounding the, the apartment is up in flames. Damn. What the hell has Ethan been up to? And you guys um, make your way to the ship. The yep. doors open, waiting for you guys to get in. Oh. Holy crap, I hate running. I'll go ahead and undo the stealth now. Hey, you were stealth. Hey, there you are. I take my helmet off as well. I'm like, oh, God. You, um, um, I'm keeping into... mine on just because I still look like Sappy and just in case there's other people on the vessel. You take a step inside and you um, see different, like, as soon as you step inside, you see a main console uh, lit up with different names and numbers and information kind of flashing back and forth. You, you get the sense that the center console is data mining, trying to find who could have done this. Uh, you see um, uh, the black armor of Ethan walking around the ship uh, as he... There you guys are. All right, let's get... Since you guys are here, let's close this up and get just send directions to the ship and we can get out of here. As <sighs> Close up the ship and you guys speed off and that's where we're going to end tonight. Ah. Oh. So um just remember guys that next week we are taking a week off. Um this allows us to can give us a, a slight break so we can continue giving you the best possible content even in these episodic one shots. Um uh, uh we appreciate you guys sticking around. Um and final words before we close. As the pages of the Chronicles of the Dam close for now, the echoes of your dreams shall linger in the annals of time. May the tales you have woven inspire dreams and kindle the fires of imagination. Until we meet again, remember that the realms of wonder and mystery await your return. Farewell, brave travelers, until the next chapter unfolds in this ever-changing storybook. Safe journeys and may destiny's embrace guide you onward. Good night, everybody. Night! Good night.